Hey guys, brand new podcast. This is the Burt Cast. This is not Two Bears, One Cave. My other podcast with Tom Segura uh, comes out bi-monthly. Uh, the one we just released one Monday. It's a good one. Bi-monthly? Bi-monthly. Yeah, twice, twice a, month. a month. right? Yeah. The fuck? Guys. I thought bi-monthly meant every other month. No. Does bi-monthly mean bi-month? Bi-weekly. Bi-weekly would be twice a week. Oh. Hey, Siri. Are you fucking kidding me? What does bi-monthly mean? I thought it meant the same as you. I just want to yeah. see. Bi-monthly means twice a month. Yeah, bi-monthly. Okay. All right. Once Mr. Again, Millennial in the once back. Once again, this is my podcast. <laughs> I will run it the way I choose to. And if I choose to fuck up my words, you guys must just sit there silent, okay? <sighs> this is the Birdcast. <laughs> this is re- released weekly. Guys, not you know what it means? Bi-weekly. Not bi-monthly. Like two bears, one cave. <laughs> <laughs> we are lo- we are backlogging a lot of these because uh, I'm heading out on tour, the Body Shots World Tour, uh, the F- North America Fall Edition is uh, is starting up, I think September 12th in San Francisco. These are the cities: Los Angeles, Phoenix, Madison, Wisconsin, Detroit, Kalamazoo added a show there. Kansas City added a show there. Des Moines, Omaha, Nebraska added a show. Tulsa, Oklahoma, San Antonio, Houston added a show. North Charleston, Jacksonville, Fort Myers, Syracuse. Buffalo added a show. Pittsburgh added a show. Virginia Beach added a show. Baltimore. Trump told me not to go. I said, fuck you. Elliot in the morning's there. I love Baltimore. I've been going to Baltimore my entire adult career. Montclair, New Jersey. Huntington, New Jersey added a show. Cincinnati added a show. Columbus added a show. Chicago. At the Chicago Theater, we've added a show. Fort Wayne, Indiana. Fresno. Reno. Las Vegas. Cleveland. We had added one, two, three, four, five shows in Cleveland. And December 28th, I will be at the Borgata in Atlantic City. Those are all my dates, everybody. Those are all the dates for the Body Shots World Tour. Come find me on tour. This new hour, I will be recording it. November 23rd for my next special. I am very proud of it. I'm going to the store tonight at 11.05 to work on new material. The thing when you get a special is you need to be, you need to, you need to punch everything up. So everything needs to be tighter. That's all. I'm really close. I had a great show at the Met in Philly. Thanks again for everyone who came out to that. And I'm, I'm home all of August. I'm hanging out. I'm trying to lose weight. I'm trying to be healthy. I've been kind of on the wagon correctly. And yes, you've been doing a great job. I, for all you golfers out there, I fucking, I got an eagle on Sunday. The eagle has landed. The eagle got drunk as fuck Sunday. I guess being relaxed helps with your swing or something, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. I'm still fat as fuck. Brand new clubs from TaylorMade. Thank you, everyone, at TaylorMade for everyone that Jeff that made that happen. Uh, I'm so fucking excited. They're beautiful. By the way, I mentioned a lot of stuff on my podcast. I have no sponsors that I talk. I mentioned, let me rephrase that. I mentioned a lot of stuff on my Instagram stories. Um, some some candied jalapenos that I'm after. Oh, I, that guy emailed. And, I know. Okay. I, I, I told him I want to send him. I want to send some to Bill Burr because Burr was shitting on candied jalapenos. Oh. So I'm going to load them up with. Fuck. Trust me. Bill Burr is going to love. Goddamn. He won't know jalapenos. how to eat them. Hey, listen. If you have, you have to explain it to him. I know Texas. Texas is really big with candied jalapenos. If you have a family recipe, I won't give it out online. I, I swear to God. I swear to God. I won't. But if you have a family recipe for candied jalapenos that can avoid it not looking yellow or orange. Um, I know that it's a big thing in the families and they call it cowboy candy is candy jalapenos. Uh, hit me up at Bert at Bert, 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 com. Bert at Bert, 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 com. That's what I just said. Yeah, totally. Once again, that's just what I said. Bi-monthly. Um, I have no, so, but, but I have been talking about a lot of things that I like 
on my Instagram stories. And I just want to make it clear that I don't have, I'm not being paid for anything. When I talk about AJ's tacos, AJ's Tex-Mex. Oh my God. I'm not being paid by them. They just are great Austin, have you tacos. had their breakfast tacos? Oh my serious? God. Have you eaten dinner yet? Uh, yeah. Oh, you fucking idiot. Tomorrow, go get their breakfast taco. The pork is it's they, ridiculous. They really are. And he hand makes the tortillas every morning. They're um, really good. And so I just want you to know that I that I I do mention a lot of brands. I tag a lot of brands. It's just kind of like fucking around. So um so every time you hear me hit up free water, I just want you to know free water. I'm waiting. I'm waiting patiently <laughs> for you guy. to start. <laughs> this poor guy's probably like, shut the fuck up. They've had fun with it. They've reposted some of the stuff I've put online, but they're probably not going to start a brand new line of discontinued flip-flops just for me. Aww. But they're so fucking good. Their Maybe your Christmas so wish good. will come true. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, um, big, exciting news in the Chrysler household. I can't wait to share it with you guys. Um, really, really, really big news. I've had a lot of big news. Why would you do that? Because I, when I do share it, now I think would you would be like excited. it if somebody did that to you? No, no, I'm not pregnant. No, big news, big news in the Chrysler household in the in the Burt Chrysler. I'm I'm really excited. I'm really excited. I can't wait to share it with you. I will share it with you before it goes public. Um, but big things going on. Fucking very excited. Very once excited, again, check yes. out Two Bears One Cave. I love that podcast. I have a lot of fun with Tommy. Um. Uh, something's burning new episode just came out with Gary Goldman and Bonnie McFarland. This is all my promo stuff. I hope it's fun. It's all my promo stuff. Dr. Drew said, we just, Leanne and I did Dr. Drew's podcast. You know, I'm a very, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, it was very fun. Leanne tried to ruin my career. What? The, yeah. I did not. Everyone's trying to ruin my career between you and Tom. I'm, I'm shocked to have a career. Fucking Leanne was calling me a misogynist, but you are okay. A little bit. You're sh- uh, you have you have shades of it. So you don't in today's culture, calling someone a misogynist is just as bad as calling them a racist. Yeah, but I'm so married you to and Tom, you. Between you and Tom. Yeah, but as I said on Doctor Drew, clearly you're not because I wouldn't be married to then you. Don't. I'm just fucking okay. with you. Okay. You're not a misogynist most of the time. This is why I don't listen to women. Like, Sometimes <laughs> you are. Sometimes when you stand with your hands on your hips and you watch me cook and you go, "Are you going to stir that? You want to stir that? Let me stir that. Why don't you just let me do that?" That that's a little misogynistic. I'm blessed to be married to a badass bitch. That's all I'll say. <laughs> I don't I don't drive. No, no, no. I don't drive. Paulson said it right. What? I'm the boss. No, you're bossy. The no, you I'm the boss. Bossy. No, I'm the boss. You're bossy. I'm the boss. Um. So October is still a go. Don't listen to Tommy. Tommy is trying to get out of it. Is he he's really? A fat fuck yeah. Tom, Tom, so October is still a go. It's gonna happen. I promise you. I promise you. My name is Burke Kreischer, I promise you. I will make this happen. Um, what if it doesn't happen? Are you going to throw a temper tantrum? No, I just won't drink and I'll, I'll challenge myself. Oh, you'll do it yeah. yourself. And 100%. You, yeah, okay. Yeah, I, it will happen. I know it will. I know that I know that Joe and I, Joe, me and me and Joe and Tom, I believe all feel the same way. I think Ari could really come or go. I don't think he gives a fuck about it. Um, but, we, but we like bullying Ari into it. And I know that, I think it does do good for everyone. I think it's good for everyone to take a month off. Well, it's good for I'm, I'm people actually debating, too. You know, I'm actually really debating. Ari kept saying that he wants to get off social media for a month of mm-hmm. October. And, and I think if we can do a caveat where we get our companies that post for us, like if I can get a company to post for me for mm-hmm. the month, right. just post tour dates to acknowledge that I do have shows. That's all that really matters. Just shows coming up. I could, I, I, I'm kind of curious about getting off social media for a month because you've been on your phone all day. and All I, day. I've been working all day but on no, my but phone. But no, but regardless, being on your phone like, 
it just fucking it's like it's like a horse with blinders in Central Park. And my eyeballs hurt. Yeah, and you don't get to see all the beauty around you. You kind of miss you get you get fucking dialed into the bullshit. Anyway. They're in the pool. Oh, it's, the that's girls what are in it the is? pool. Yeah. That just fucking made me panic a so A flock of teenagers bad. just showed up. Um, a flock of yeah, teenagers yeah. showed up and wanted cake. <laughs> oh, do you think they're high? Where's the cake? Do you think they're stoned? <laughs> no, they're not stoned. Check their eyes. They're not. Check their eyes. Okay, I Smell will. their fingers. Oh, totally, totally. No. I the first time my dad was like, let me smell your fingers. And I remember all I could think of was like, I, I didn't finger a girl. And he was like, no, I want to see if you're smoking. And I was like, what? <laughs> He's like, yeah, he was like, let me smell your fingers. And I was like, what a fucking pervert. But anyway. <laughs> that's so weird. Yeah, because that's all I thought, like, smell my fingers. And then like, you smell your fingers and go, oh, honey, you have herpes. <laughs> I do have sponsors for my podcast, though. And I'm very grateful for my sponsors. And I'm very grateful for all of you that sit through <laughs> and listen to my reads. Today's podcast is brought to you by Vincero Watches. Vincero Watches are quality wristwatches. Quality wristwatches that can change the way you carry yourself, therefore, the way people look at you. We partnered with Vincero so you can get a watch that makes you stand taller and feel more confident than you ever have. I am not technically a watch guy. I've never been a watch guy. I never was a shoe guy. I started buying shoes, and I started having fun matching my shoes with my outfit. I started having fun with shoes. And I had one watch. I had a really, really nice watch. And then I thought, wouldn't it be cool if you had other watches? But who has that kind of money to spend? Vincero claims to be the best value in their industry. And I got to be honest with you, I agree with them. You're not going to find a better made watch for this good of a price anywhere. And if you don't believe me, head to Vincero's website right now and read one of one of the over 15,000 five-star reviews they've received. I'm wearing the Chrono S Rose Gold. That's one of the ones I got. And I also got the Bellwether Silver and White nonstop. I love the Bellwether. It's blue. And I, I, I just never have. It's a blue watch band with a white uh, face. I wore it to a meeting the other day, and I wore it with blue shoes and a blue shirt. Blue's my power color. They're amazing, and I've got compliments. The guy said to me, what kind of watch is that? Literally stopped me and said, what kind of watch is that? And I said, Vincero. And I almost, I literally started doing my read. I, I can see people staring at my watch. As I said, the Chrono S Rose Gold is the one I stole, but Vincero has dozens of styles to choose from. And even if you claim not to be a watch guy, like myself at times, Vincero has a style that will change your mind. I went ahead and I picked out my top watches at Vincero. So go to VinceroWatches.com forward slash Burt and see my picks. And don't forget to use the promo code Burt for 15% off. That's V-I-N-C-E-R-O Watches.com forward slash Burt and use the promo code Burt for 15% off. You save an extra 15% off. This deal is so good, you can't pass it up. That's V-I-N-C-E-R-O Watches.com forward slash Bert, and use the promo code Bert to get 15% off. Treat yourself to a watch. Treat yourself to a couple watches. This podcast is also brought to you by Shady Rays. Halston has Shady Rays. We just did a read for Shady Rays. We did a podcast with a guy named Ethan that'll be coming out in a couple weeks, and Ethan walked in and he goes, are Shady Rays really that good? Halston gave him his bear of Shady Rays, and he literally was like, okay, I'm getting Shady Rays. He was like, you can really get two for 40? And we're yeah. like, we're basically just reading an ad to him. Like, seriously, this is amazing. That's yeah. crazy. We're all about wearing the products that we get. And, and if we like them, we, we talk about them. And these are absolutely fantastic. Shady Rays is an independent sunglass company. So they're not just some big corporation that overcharges for shades. Everyone knows sunglasses, sunglasses are overpriced. 
Shady Rays is out to do it differently and give people more bang for the buck. The way they run their business is a little fucking mind-blowing. Their shades are polarized. They're made to hold up no matter if you're inside, outside. So if you want to save some money and you want to give them a shot, these are the ones you want to try. The craziest thing about Shady Rays is the warranty. Their goal is to have the best warranty in all eyewear. You won't find any warranty stronger. One, they include free replacements if shades are lost, broken for any reason. It doesn't matter what happened. Drop them in a lake, drop them in an ocean, anything. They will replace them. Try that with your high-end shades and see what they tell you. I'm telling you, free replacements. You get an entirely free pair. You just pay a small shipping and handling fee for each replacement, and bam, you are back in business. Plus, the quality of every pair is guaranteed for life. Entirely free coverage for the life of the craftsmanship for each pair. Even with that strong of a warranty, they still manage to make quality sunglasses. And I can tell you, holding my hand to my heart, these are fucking awesome. They're just as good as any expensive pair that you've ever seen. And the lenses are perfectly clear. And most of Shady Ray's sunglasses are just 45 bucks. They stand behind their product. And if they told us if they you have a problem, they'll throw the profit out the window and do whatever it takes to get it right. Free returns and exchange. Either love the shades or Shady Rays will pay to ship them back. That is it exclusively for my listeners. They gave us the best deal they have to offer. This is Black Friday level deals and they are giving it to us now. Use the code BERTCAST50 for 50% off two or more pair. Buy one, get one free. You get two pairs for $45. Two pairs of sunglasses for $45. This is the best deal that Shady Rays offers exclusively for us, for my listeners. Redeemable only at ShadyRays.com where you can find all their newest and best shades. Use the promo code BERTCAST50 at checkout and you get two for $45. 50% off. Buy one, get one free. Shady Rays. Summertime is here. It is baseball cap season for those with thinning hair. Don't sweat hair loss this summer. Do something now while you still can. 66% of men lose their hair by the age of 35. Why do guys turn to weird solutions? Because they're terrified they're not going to find the woman they love. That is the truth. That is why I started doing this when I was 22. I got in front of my hair loss and I still have a head of hair today because I chose to get in front of that bus and stop it like, like Keanu Reeves. But he didn't stop it. He got on the bus with Sandra Bullock. I guess I got on the bus. Technically, I got on the bus with hair loss. And then I saved the day by getting under the bus and defusing the bomb and then having to find it. Anyway. Get on or get off. Get turn, on or get off. Turn to medicine and turn to science. For hims is one-stop shopping for hair loss, skin care, and sexual wellness with men. Like I said, I uh, started getting in front of my hair loss at a young age, and I still have hair to this day. Hims connects you with real doctors and medical grade solutions to treat hair loss. Well-known generic equivalents to name brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair. No snake oil pills, no gas station counter supplements, prescription solutions backed by science. No waiting room, no awkward in-person doctor visits, saving hours for yourself by going to 4 Hims. So easy. All you got to do is answer a few quick questions. Doctors will review and can prescribe you. So easy. Stop worrying about sunblock on that thinning spot of your hair. That is the most depressing thing in the world. I have done it before where you put sunblock on the back of your head. Oh, do something to stop your hair loss and help promote hair growth. Products are shipped directly to your door. And right now, my listeners can get a free trial month of Hims for just $5 right now while supplies last. See 
the website for full details and safety information. This would cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or a pharmacy. Go to forhims.com slash birdcast. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash birdcast. Forhims.com slash birdcast. Today's podcast is a great podcast. I think you're going to love it. Um, by the way, if you haven't listened to uh, Joe Rogan and Bernie Sanders, I know you have. I know you have listened to that. But I'm just letting you know that that podcast was pretty awesome. It is pretty cool to hear um, the candidates talk. Uh, the candidate Bernie Can- Sanders talk a little longer about his policies and kind of talk at least explain himself. It, it is ridiculous that we are beholden to ABC for our fucking presidential debates, and you get to hear the like you get to you hear this one woman slam Camilla uh, Harris, and then Camilla Harris doesn't respond, and you're like, so I guess she just destroyed the lives of everyone. It's like it's like nice to hear people talk things out. Right. I hope he has all the candidates. It would be cool if he had all the candidates. I understand that's kind of a waste of time because not every candidate is uh percentage like leading anything but it is kind of cool i don't know good up to joe that was fucking badass him yeah and so i will really want to hear biden on there i really want to hear biden kamel harris Buttigieg, everyone i want to hear everyone i don't think i don't know whatever but um pretty cool what this podcast format can bring you yeah today cool. is not enlightening today is just a fucking laugh fest it is me getting excited with jeff die jeff die I have known for a while. I have his baseball cards sitting in my man cave. I see him all the time. I love him. He's a great guy. He's got a car that my wife's in love with. Uh, he drove it last time. She's like, what a badass truck. He talks about, we talk about uh, uh, Terry Bradshaw's relationship with Terry Bradshaw. We talk about relationships with celebrities. We talk about uh, we talk about products that we love. That's how this starts off. That's why I want you to know that you know sometimes I just say stuff I love. We just talk about it. And I, and I put it in my Instagrams, but I don't want you to think, you know, I, I'm very clear about who pays me. The people that I do reads for in this podcast, they pay me. And I am very grateful for their support. But we talk about, uh, what did we talk, what were the first brands we talked about? The f- He opens with, have you ever tried a Lunchable? Not a Lunchable. I mean, a, an Uncrustable? An Uncrustable, Uncrustable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I lost my shit from there. And w- I lost my shit from there. I definitely go on a rant. I feel, I do feel really bad for the guy at, fucking free waters you do yeah i don't for at least the whoever runs their social media because i go off on free waters about their social media i go i don't know what i did i don't know what i said hopefully hopefully they have a fucking sense of humor hopefully i can get them on my podcast that's my invite please come on my podcast if you work for free water i've been hammering that company i know it's a small company i've been hammering them i've been hammering them for fucking years the first tweet i ever put out was like 2012 i think was it 2014 yeah a long time ago we read it on the podcast. We talk about a bunch of products that we all are very passionate about. So I hope you enjoy it. Jeff has his own podcast, Jeff Dye's Friendship Podcast. He's also got a special uh, Gooder Dumber. Dumb is Gooder. Dumb is gooder. <laughs> I don't, I don't, it hasn't come out yet. It will be coming out. Jeff is an awesome fucking guy and really easy to talk to. By the way, we talk about the Mario Lopez thing way before it really broke down. It was the day of. And it obviously has escalated. So whatever we say on that, you know, remember it was the day of. So whatever transpired afterwards, whatever. <laughs> it's the beauty of a podcast. No snitches. That's all I'm saying. No snitches on this podcast. I hope you guys have a fantastic week. Ladies and gentlemen, today's podcast, Jeff Die. This is the Cat.
I'm just jamming meatballs down my face. Are we on? Just jamming there. meatballs. I'm trying Sounds to lose like weight. A whole separate podcast. Oh. Do they make these frozen turkey meatballs? <laughs> like you don't notice we don't have kids, but when you have kids, there's a whole line of that on foods me. that you get introduced to that you're like, like turkey meatballs, frozen turkey meatballs. They get them at like Gelson's at like, and you just. It's super easy. You put them in the microwave, you heat them up, and then put them in the oven, get them a little crisp, cut them into fours. It's a meal for a kid. Dude, I could fuck up a bag of turkey meatballs really? in a second. Oh, and I thought you said, like, screw it up. No, they're easy. You uh, can crush them. I crush them. <laughs> Hot dogs? I Here's something for you. You ever had a Uncrustable? Man. Let me tell you, I'm their biggest fan, and they hate that I do this. You know, we've tweeted at them trying to get sponsorship, and they're like, "We don't recommend you do that." What I do is I take a little butter, I put even frozen. Take I, it's frozen. I take a little butter on both sides, and then I put it in the toaster. And since it's sealed, none of the jam or jelly comes out, so it's a toasted peanut butter and jelly. There's a little bit of butter on there. You and know, it's great I, to do with an uncrustable. What's that? Uh, turn it into French toast. How? Take it. Oh, in the batter. A little egg. A little uh, milk. Yeah. Some cinnamon, <laughs> little sugar, dip it, put it in some butter on a pan. Dude, we used to call that we used to call that a hunch. Me and my buddy Croy would go, I could use a hunch. Can you cook this? Have you cooked this on your show? No, I haven't. But me, that was when I first came up with the idea of something's burning. Yeah. This is back when you could shoot video, but you didn't know how to edit it. Right. So <laughs> yeah. I have a ton of I'm footage. still in that department. <laughs> and so I made me and my buddy Croy were like, we should make a hunch. So we came up with the idea of the Uncrustable, right? We, yeah. it, was by, it was before Uncrustables were popular. This is long, like 17 years ago, maybe even longer. You might have invented the Uncrustable. So we made a peanut butter and jelly, and then we took a, a cup and pressed out the white bread, right? So right. that it was sealed on both sides. <laughs> then we dunked it in egg wash, and we made them, and we, and we were high. They were so fucking good. Yeah, it's delicious, and you've found a way. You've made it a better 17 and then my buddy years Croy, prior. My buddy Croy... Uh, one time was like, dude, have you heard of Uncrustables? And I was like, no. He goes, oh, oh it's it's the greatest thing ever. I was on a, I was on a bike ride this weekend from fucking Philly to Atlantic City, right? And I'm at mile thirty four. It's the it's it's like I'm ready to give up. I'm so fucking done. I don't want to be on this bike ride anymore. Right. I have another thirty three miles to go, and it's <laughs> in the wind. I'm so miserable. All I want is ice cold water. All I have is hot water on my bike on my bike because it's all hot now. Yeah. All I want is ice cold water, and I'm starving. I forgot to eat breakfast, and I pull up, and Casey from WMMR from Preston and Steve show goes, uh, "Bert, frozen uncrustable," and I was like, "Oh my god, dude! I had four <laughs> uncrustables that day." It's funny that I started this with, "Have you heard of uncrustables?" No, you're you're and you've you're right on my alley because I'll tell you what else I'm <laughs> obsessed with: getting sponsorship. Yeah, yeah. Like getting like reaching out to corporate brands that you dig. Yeah, I already and, like it. And going like, hey man, I'm not I'm not trying to leverage. I'm not an influencer. I'm not trying to leverage fame. I'm just telling you, I dig your shit. Yeah, and I'm already doing it. I tried it with combos. I love combos, right? <laughs> I had combos on the set of this table for the first and by the way, this is before Isn't I had Isn't that video. the pizza uncrustable? Dude, combos <laughs> are the greatest goddamn treat ever. Yeah. They came out with buffalo and blue cheese combos and there, I, 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 what happened was I said, combos, you just changed my flavor profile. 
I said, you blew my mind with this new flavor. I was like, hey, everyone, let's come up with some combos flavor combinations that might be good for the future. Sure. And so obviously it's comedy. So everyone just whaling whiskey. Chiming in, yeah. Yeah, like just uh, hooker and sm- cigarettes. Like yeah, just, yeah. and so combos hits me up and they're like, hey man, we really appreciate the sport. Like, we, we didn't have a Twitter profile at all. And now we have like, you know, 13,000 followers. And I was like, oh, cool. And they're like, how can we pay, repay you? I go, fucking combos. Right, just pay just me, send me the product. I, do, I love combos. They sent me the biggest goddamn box of combos. And I made so many recipes with combos. I could not stop fucking with combos. I, I love, love to this day. What's the best suggestion you got for a combo flavor profile? I forget. I would, I, 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 whale and whiskey was one that really stuck with me. The what? Whale and whiskey. I get the whiskey part. What's whale? Yeah, it's just an animal whale. You can eat a whale? No, but just a little bit of blubber, <laughs> that flavor of blubber and whiskey. Little, little nugget of muktuk. Yeah. I, I uh, <laughs> the Nishimaru. <laughs> just, the, I love, I love finding a cool product that I dig and that like, that you, that dude, can I tell you, I'm obsessed with this flip-flop company, Freewater. Have you, do you, are you a flip-flop? I guy? don't wear sandals. You don't? Nah. I don't know what it is in me. Because well, where you grew up I, in the north or I grew the, up in Seattle. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Yeah, it's all wet. I grew and, up in Florida, so I'm yeah. like a hardcore sandal guy. Like hardcore flip flop. Like I all through college, I've only wore flip flops to class. I yeah. never wore anything but flip flops to class. I'll wear shoes to the beach. Like on the beach. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. I'm gagging. I can't I'm help gagging. It. I can't help it. Dude, I found How do you I, hide your wallet in a flip flop? You, do, you hide your wallet. Well, I'm on the beach. You gotta tuck it in the shoe. You know? Let me tell you something. You want to talk about? You want to talk about honest brand whoring? Uh, honest uh, brand love. Okay. Yeah. Because I I said this the other day. I said to my wife, I'm really obsessed with it because they make this flip flop, the Dylan flip flop. It's my favorite flip flop. I've talked about it at the beginning of this podcast. I've talked about it on Instagram. What I'm trying to do is get the company to just recognize what makes their flip flop different. <clears throat> oh. Well, Pitch me on the flip flop. No, As a man who doesn't wear flip flops, so I have plantar fasciitis. Okay, what the hell's that? It's when it's fat guys' disease. Me, Bobby Kelly. It's like it's heel spurs. Okay, and so it hurts when you walk. So we, and a lot of times you've got to wear the gout. No, no, that's that's fat man's. That's the king's that's disease. That's what brands get. That's the king. He's been living disease. life too good. It gets gout. <laughs> I'm like we're having too much fun, man. Wait, He's getting triple meat at Chipotle and uh, drinking whiskey with who's me. Who's got the gout? Brant Tobler. Are you serious? Yeah, Brant the gout Tobler. Oh fuck. So <clears throat> when you have plantar fasciitis, you have to wear almost orthopedic shoes. Okay. Like uh, it's got to be form fitted to your, to your soul and that'll help go away. You got to wear, you got to tie your laces. You got to be very kind of cognizant of what shoes you're wearing because it is very painful. Okay. <clears throat> but as a flip-flop guy, it really fucked my head up. Now I was always, I mean, I can, I can walk you through like flow, flow hose when I was younger yeah. or like a cool flip-flop, especially with socks. That was a <laughs> badass socks. look. Dude rainbows well i grew up in florida so kinos were like kinos are an authentic florida flip-flop a kino is a is made by old cuban women in key west if you ever go to key west go get yourself a pair of kinos would you go to flip-flop college i said what makes these ones so good i am a flip-flop motherfucker okay (laughs) dude i know more about flip-flops because i I, in florida and in don't don't pull up any pictures don't pull up any pictures Can can you pull up a picture of a kino though yeah, Kino flip flop. So, Kino was a flip flop that meant you were in the know. You knew how to. Your flip flop was a representation of how you leisured. Uh, okay, far one, uh, second row, second row, second row, far to the left. 
What are you doing? Is it that pink one? No, 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 oh, no. Do you there see you those go. ones up top? Those are women's up top. And then on the bottom, see that, that one right there? That brown one? Yeah. That is a man's Kino. It looks That's expensive. the men's Lily. Is it no, expensive? no, no. They're like fucking five bucks. What? They're five bucks, but. Yeah, it looks like a nice, like uh, somebody would be at like Soho House wearing those things. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Exactly. But they're five bucks. They're authentic. They're made by old Cuban women and it's all recycled leather. It's not even leather. It's pleather and, and recycled tires. And so they make oh, them. Nice. They make them right in front of you. And, and if you and sometimes you can go in and request different color patterns, but it's in Key West. So anyone who goes to Key West gets a pair of Kinos if you're a Florida kid. If you're just some kid from fucking Michigan you and you're vacationing, you don't fucking know shit. You don't. And that's what separates us from them. When I was a kid, that's what separated us from them yeah. was that we had Kinos and they were wearing reefs. Yeah, Who yeah, the so fuck wears a reef? What is that? Some Denver hillbilly Dude, river stuff? We don't reef? need that. Did you get that at Target? Yeah. What the fuck? You better be a woman with biceps wearing that. Dude, a reef? <laughs> A reef? Are you a lesbian finishing a softball tournament? Yeah, what's happening? And you couldn't, what the fuck, dude? So, so Kinos were the shit, right? Now, I, I, I we go down to Key West. I have plantar fasciitis, and I'm, and, and, and by the way, I transitioned into rainbows for a while. Rainbows are a really great flip flop, but you got to earn your rainbow. You got to earn your rainbow because. It takes a while to break a rainbow in. Uh, okay, like it really does. They come really stiff. I've seen those. I think my mom. That's when they're called thongs and stuff. You are so from Seattle. You have no fucking idea. That's what we called them, thongs. Yeah. And my mom, and then when we got older, my mom's like, have you seen my thongs? And we're like, mom, you can't talk like that anymore. It's disgusting. So I I love flip-flops. I'm, I love flip-flops. And so I I, 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 tr I tried to get a pair of Kinos, and I, but they hurt my feet. Um, Birkenstocks hurt my feet. Uh, rainbows hurt my feet. I couldn't wear any flip-flops. And I was almost at a loss because I had plantar fasciitis. I wanted something comfortable, but light. Like you look at like the ones that are the, what are the flip-flops that all the old men wear? The uh, Akulas. It's like, they're like a heavy flip-flop and, and I've never uh, seen that. And, and, and they've got like the rocks tattoos written on the, on the heels of them. I've it's never like heard of Hawaiian this. tattoos. So I go to, I go to Val Surf and I'm like, I, I tell the guy, oh, I'm a loss. The rocks like, tattoos. Like, you know, the rocks tattoos <laughs> yeah, on his yeah, chest. Yeah. Those, uh, what are the name of those flip-flops? Um, and so it's like a Polynesian flip-flop on on Amazon and then type most expensive. It's it's those. We're so the rich similar. men's flip-flops. Like the Polynesian tribal tattoo. We yeah. just call it the rocks. The rocks. <laughs> you tattoos. know the thing the rock has on them? <laughs> so so uh I get I, I go to to Val Surf's my my skate shop, my surf shop, my snowboard shop. Yeah. And I tell them those guys are so fucking helpful. Yeah. Especially if they see you a couple times and know you're local. And I tell them, I say, you know, I'm, I'm at a loss for flip-flops. I really lost. I don't know what to do. Yeah. I can't wear the the rubber, rubber ones. I can't wear, I have tactile issues. It needs to be leather. I need a soft leather. I can't have a heavy flip-flop. A heavy flip-flop feels like my foot's doing too much work. So I, and I go, so I can't wear these Akulas or whatever they're called. Um, I forget what the name is. No, it's not them. And so I said, I can't buy rainbows because I could honestly... I don't have the time to break them in. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't have time to earn a great flip flop. I need a, I need something good now. I need something good now. And the guy goes, can I tell you about a company called free water? And I go, <laughs> yeah, by the way, I'm like, it's like I'm being sold to Scientology. I go, yeah, I'd love to. And he have goes, you considered a relationship with a, a yeah. little company outside? <laughs> he goes, these are two guys There were two designers from two different companies, two different, like, like a, uh, like Patagonia or, 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 or rainbow. They worked at like 
at brand companies, yeah. making brands, and they decide to start their own company. And they do this. They make this flip-flop. It's a really comfortable flip-flop. We all wear them. But more importantly, for every like pair, they, every cent they earn, they set, make free drinking water in Kenya. And I go, cool. So I go, let me see them. So I look at them, and they look good. They look good. That's important, right? That's the first thing. So then I try on, by happenstance, the men's Dylan flip-flop. I put it on and it forms to the bottom of my foot. It like creates an arch and it's really light and it's really comfortable and it's really soft lever. I go, I'm going to try these. I put those on. Jeff, I swear to God, I have four pairs that I interchange because I don't want to wear one out because I'm afraid of losing them because right. they stopped making them. It's like your Jordans. You're keeping it's, them clean. Do you have no idea when you, started, when you started talking about Uncrustables, this is where my heart is resting right yeah, now. Yeah. So I fucking have been trying to start a grassroots campaign by myself <laughs> to get this massive company to simply bring back one line of flip-flop that they have discontinued for some fucking odd reason. Do you? Th oh, wait, they, did, they discontinued. I they missed that part it. of the story. They discontinued them. Ugh. So now, like, by the way, you would hear not a, not a peep out of me <laughs> if they just made this flip-flop. And all I want them to do, I don't, like... I actually, I've said this. I've I said this some warehouse somewhere with boxes of these things. Uh, dude, if they close the company. I've, I've looked everywhere. I've asked my fans to look. Help me find them. A size 12 men's Dylan flip-flop. I don't care what color it is. There's two different color patterns. Obviously, I'd like the dark brown because I have four pairs of dark brown. But like mine are, one's covered in blood. One has a nail in it that oh I can't get out. God. Like I love these. They're so comfortable. They What happens is you can, you you know, when I say earn a flip-flop, meaning it fits your foot and it feels comfortable, it feels yeah. like you're not even wearing anything, you earn this flip-flop very quickly. It it, it form fits your foot so quickly that you're like, God damn, man, it really this becomes what your, Jesus would wear. It becomes your... Because he's walking around a lot, you know, that guy. You know, I swear to God, I, I'm trying to get any traction from this company <laughs> just to reach out to them so that I will pay for production. Oh, I will wow. make... I will make I, it can't be whatever it too takes. much. Oh, yeah, just like I make merch, I put like a branding, like yeah. the machine. Just and I, I, and I'll cut them in on it. Yeah, I just want a pair for myself. Yeah, I want. But I want to do is buy ten pairs. When I find a favorite shoe, are you like this? If I find a good running shoe, oh, absolutely. I buy fucking ten pairs. I'm a creature of habit that way. I'm a creature of habit, like yeah. a motherfucker. Casual Industries. This is a company that's from uh, uh, up in Seattle, dude. I have four of these. Bought three, and then they sent me one for some reason because I guess I didn't fit me right. I'm not James, a real fashionable James guy. Purse. Oh, this really? shirt, James yeah. Purse. I love this. These I buy, like <laughs> I buy the same color because I, yeah. I I love these shirts. I'm trying to think what other things I do like that. I go to the same restaurants. I go to like Hugo's like every day for lunch. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> are you fucking shitting me? Yeah. I like. Let me tell you something. I swear to God, if I started a company, 32 ounce styrofoam cups. Yeah. I love 32 ounce styrofoam but cups. But it works for you, and so you do it all the time. Dude, there's another company. Like, if we're really being honest about this, there's another company called MIIR. They make thermoses. Now, listen, I, I would never trash uh, any of these companies. Tommy gave me one of their thermoses when we did in the first show. I don't know October. if this is just so funny to me because I'm high, but I fucking love these conversations. <laughs> your passion for he gave me our one passion for products. Yeah, but when you find a product you love, oh yeah, and when you find that they change the product, that's annoying. that's when you go, whoa, whoa, yeah, hey, you were doing it right. What the fuck are you doing? Why are you trying to grow? By the way, Freewater makes a bunch of other great flip flops. <laughs> I own a ton of flip flops from Freewater, but <laughs> the point is that men's Dylan flip flop was so great. Right, I need that flip flop. MIIR makes these great water thermoses, like a 40-ounce thermos. Tommy got me one, and it would keep your water cold for like three fucking days. I have a cup I use. 
and I've used it forever. I have, like I said, I'm such a creature of habit too. So like, I I wear cool water every day since 2001, baby. For real? <laughs> yeah, and I, I just can't keep buying stock. Or like, uh, but I wear the same deodorant. But there's I've a, been on the same deodorant. Oh, Old for like, Spice, cool uh, water. That's I'm my, Old Spice. I'm Old Spice Fiji. <laughs> well, they. Uh, What's the cup I use? It's a cup from a. It's like Florida Company too. Uh, is it is it a Tervis tumbler? Tervis. Yeah, Tervis yeah. tumblers are fucking uh, amazing. Yeah. Tervis tumblers are fucking amazing. The only thing that's changed is the team. So it used to say Sonics, and then now I've got a Lakers one, and that's it. Dude, I Tervis need the tumbler, same cup. I had a Florida State Tervis tumbler. I had a fucking PGA. Yeah. I had a bet one from Beth Page from the two thousand two um, uh, fucking championships. Because I got it there. Dude, yeah. Tervis tumblers. Don't are, change it, Tervis. We're dude, happy. Especially the 32-ounce Tervis tumbler yeah. where it's skinny then wider. And so it's got, it fits you can, in your it's car. It's got a clear inside. Dude, I just had one in the... Fu- <laughs> I love great brands. I Keep, could, hey, that's what's beautiful of the internet. You can get anything you want now. Keep dude, these going, brands. Dude, this is my, my favorite thing. It, especially when, like, you know who's fun to do this with? Who's that? Todd Glass. Oh, man. Todd he loves Glass, stuff. He, I love... Everyone loves stuff not the way todd does todd will love like a an <laughs> ashtray that sits perfectly on his coffee table in his yeah. living room and he's like i love that ashtray and you're like it's great it's a fan it's not mine yeah. i have my own ashtray that uh was uh, it's for cigars and it's bigger and it was given to me by terry bradshaw and i'm obsessed with that and oh. that's my ashtray so i go oh, he loves that the way i love my ashtray <laughs> Todd Todd Glass is the kind of guy that goes, can I show you something? And you go, yeah, yeah. And he takes you into his garage and he goes, don't touch it. He goes, uh, take a look, take a look. You know what that is? That's a crushed ice machine. Who doesn't want crushed ice? Why would we live like savages with these cubes that we could choke on when you could always, who doesn't love crushed ice? <laughs> yeah. He'll talk about it all day. I, if I become like rich, rich as fuck, that's stuff like, that's where I think I'll spend my time. Like we're, we're like, I don't even do shows. I do shows like Chappelle or yeah. Sebastian. I'd just be like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna focus on ice. I'm gonna really focus on ice. <laughs> like spend like ice. a week researching ice <laughs> and finding the best ice. I love that more than anything when you become knowledgeable about a brand because you did the research. Because you're right. like, I know nothing about. Uh, like uh, a perfect example, I know a lot about drones right now because I wanted a drone, right? Mm-hmm. So then I was like, I gotta get a drone because I was I was gonna be on vacation, and I, I like shooting shit when I'm on vacation. But I couldn't find out, like, so I go, all right, what kind of drone do I want? And I just had to start researching drones. What's the Tervis of drones? DGI. DGI. Dude, the, and can I tell you right now, I got to give a shout out to my buddy, Casey Neistat. And that's why I love Casey Neistat. Do you know who Casey Neistat is? No, I don't know who that Dude, is. Dude, this, this podcast is just about passion. Okay? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, all we're doing is talking about passion. You got the right passion. guy. Uh, Casey Neistat is a guy I became ob-fucking-sessed with. <laughs> He's a he's a pot a vlogger. He's a podcaster now too, I think as well. He's now moving out to L.A. Maybe I'll get him a pair of uh, maybe I'll get him a pair of uh, Freewater Men's Dylan flip flops when Dude. he comes out when I start my new company where Absolutely. I just the machine, take over the machine sandals. By the way, everyone, please hit up fucking Freewater and tell them to fucking. I, my goal is to bring the whole board in to do my podcast and pitch them yeah. on me wanting to. I want to invest in the company. They're just gonna hear you talking about it and they'll do it. No. Yeah, sure they will. Dude, think about what a pain People in the listen ass. To this. When you discontinue a product, think about what a pain in the ass it is to then try to re-fucking boot that yeah, product. Yeah, after it's maybe for whatever reason And, didn't and think work. about what what do they think? Oh, what? So I'll sell a pair to Bert. Maybe he'll buy four. 
He'll probably well, buy, he'll probably he'll probably buy 100 it's his, pairs. It's his company. He'll be up by 100 pairs to give to people that come on his podcast. What size What size flip-flop are you? <laughs> yeah, no charge. I'm Bert. I'm the, would, I'm the CEO. How great would it be if I if I gave you a pair of flip-flops? I go, hey, man, can I give you the flip-flops that are going to change your life? And you just got a free pair of flip-flops on my podcast. You're the greatest. And so, um, but like Casey Neistat changed the way I looked at my, my, my career right. entirely. He's a guy filled with fucking passion. Yeah. That's what's cool about the internet now. You see some phonies out there. What's something you're most passionate about that's not a product? What's something you love? tickets. <laughs> yeah? But you're, no, you're not obsessed with that. Probably. That just happens. No, no. I, 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 I'm, I'm obsessed with creating content. I, I love it. I really, really enjoy coming up with an idea, shooting it, editing yep. it. Showing it to my wife, showing it to my kids, mm. putting it online. Like a little boy checking. drawing a picture and going like, huh, yeah, mom? Yeah, giving, giving it 10 minutes to see how many downloads it gets and then not looking at it. Mm. And then and going coming back. And then coming back at Waking the end of the up. day. Yeah. At the end of the day. And I'm really good. I am really good at going, at, t- at almost guessing to a T how many likes or views something will get. Oh, really? Uh, within, I say within within 2,000. Really? I can go I can, 100 fucking percent but like i really enjoy it so that's the other thing so i'll tell you why i enjoy it casey neistat had this i was lost in my career i've told this story a million times but i had gotten i was i was about to get fired from travel channel i was not enjoying being a host i felt Mm -hmm. like i was kind of wasting my time i wasn't really forwarding myself i wasn't learning anything and i was in philadelphia and i saw this guy mr ben brown Now, now by the way i could spend an entire podcast telling you about um People online that I know so much about yeah. that they've never heard of me in their life. Really? There's like, oh, there's there's a guy, uh, Brody Moss, okay. who lives in uh, Exmouth in Australia. All he does is uh, fucking deep uh, spearfish for crayfish all day. <laughs> I know so much about him and his nan and his yeah. pop and his brother Jackson and, and his dog Strata and his girlfriend with the weird name that I can't yeah. really pronounce. Dude, I know so much about that guy. I've deep dived him. But Casey Neistat was the first guy. He was a vlogger. He lived in New York, and he was just like, he was like doing cool shit, and he was like filming himself. And he was, but more importantly than anything, he was showing how he organized his office. Okay. And he had such a passion for organization that I swear to God, Jeff, I, I not only did I start shooting a vlog, I came home and I organized my office. Oh yeah, and I was like, I got, I started getting, I do paint. feel better. And yeah, like, I, but, yeah, I started getting paint pens going yeah. like. Like it's like when you first start comedy and you realize, oh, this is something I could think about all day long. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, well I was the reason I was asking is because I always say that everyone's got a thing, one thing. So obviously, stand-up comedy is our passion, making people laugh. You could do the big picture kind of vague. Oh, my family, these kind of big picture things. But like Ted Williams, people, old men would walk up to him and want to talk about his swing in baseball. Ted Williams doesn't want to talk about. That he wants to talk about fishing. Yes, right. Dude, did you see Will that documentary? Fe- yeah, on Will Williams? Ferrell wa- or not Will Ferrell? Will the Thrill Clark wants to talk about hunting. Yeah. Right. The Mick wants to drink. Right. What is your thing? We know about the podcast, right? We know yeah. about your uncrustables. We know about whatever. But what's the what's Bert's thing? If you want to talk to Terry Bradshaw, don't limp your ass up to Terry Bradshaw and talk about football. He's gonna get bored within a second. <laughs> you talk to Terry Bradshaw about horses or salmon tall cattle. That's what he That's wants to talk fucking about. Fucking fascinating. So, so wait, what's your thing? My thing is Bigfoot. I've never been more passionate about anything in my life, dude. <laughs> since I was a kid. 
<laughs> oh. I'll, I'll do 80 podcasts in a row just talking about Bigfoot. Oh, that's fucking brilliant. I'm obsessed with it. That is fucking hilarious. Sasquatch, I almost, I almost passed out from that laugh. I Sasquatch. Almost... Skunk apes. Mountain ghost. Yeti. I, urine. I, 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 I swing because I, I'm very... Uh, like, I'm very... There hasn't been I'm, something when you were baby birth and ever since you've just been obsessed? No, I could... No, but I but what, what I like... I'm a flip-flopper. Ooh, that's a... Ooh. But I, I'm like a... I'm a flip-flopper because I, I can get very passionate. Like, if you talk to me about uh, spearfishing... By the way, I was so passionate about it. I could talk to you ad nauseum about the types of spears you had to use in different yeah. areas. Jeff, I've never been spearfishing once in my life. I like that, though. <laughs> you can get lost in it. I get lost with yeah. it. Yeah. I get on YouTube, and I just... I'm upset, so this is a different passion of mine. That's not my the passion. If you come up and find Jeff Die, let's have a whiskey, and we'll talk Bigfoot, right? <laughs> we can do that. That's yeah. Jeff's thing. But if we're not talking about things, we're just talking about passions in general, um, I can get real carried away about crazy people. There is nobody I like more. And I use crazy in a nice way. I don't want anybody to get like yeah. mental ill tweets and things like that. I'm not I'm not saying that. But someone that is so unlike regular people that I will ignore my own friends and sit with that that person at a bar and just look <laughs> in their eyes and go, "Wow." Like for example, um uh, I was I was way more into uh, this guy, and then Segura kind of made him famous. Uh, Ralph Whistle, and since Who's Segura, that? it's he's the one and only in the world throat whistler. And in fact, he did a, a whistling thing of my podcast theme song. Um, he's like, how do you throat whistle? Yeah, he made it up, and then he was like on all these daytime TV shows. And he's that's such a weird thing, right? There was a giant woman who came. She was just in a bar. It was a giant woman. Yeah, she was giant, dude. It looked like somebody just put her in a big machine she wasn't fat she just like she looked like somebody Larger. just notched her up four sizes is right? this the throat that's whistle? ralph whistle that's when he was a young man check out this wife was can you hear it you won't believe this watch the crowd shots too <laughs> show him now though do ralph whistle 2019 That's then, and but here's the thing. This is that's an odd duck, right? This yeah. is a man who's going around being like, hey, "I was on Sally Jesse Raphael. I'm a throat whistler," and they're like, "What's that?" And then he goes, hey, "Right, it's crazy." Yeah, I love people like that. Got the yeah. big lady in Hermosa Beach, uh, the giant lady. Yeah. I ignored a group of fans and my friends for about two and a half hours at the Mermaid Bar in Hermosa Beach because I was like, I want to know everything about this lady. Oh. She drank a lot. She left. Um, she she she. she she didn't come to my show. She was just at the bar trying to get really? free drinks from people. And I said, well, how did you find yourself here? And she's just spilling all this information. She's like, oh, I'm actually a pro sports player from Australia. And uh, I met a guy on Instagram. So I flew out here to meet him. And then he kicked me out of his house. So I don't have anywhere to stay for two weeks. And so I've just been like, you know, looking at local motels and stuff. And I was like, wait, why did he kick you out? And she goes, well, you know, we got into a little bit of a fight there. You know, a little bit of it. And he was like some lineman from like USC. So he's a big dude too, you know? Yeah. And then she goes, but I did get to ride in a cop car. And I was like, what? Uh, he kicked you out and you rode in the, like you, you, like the cops were called. It was this whole thing. That's one. That's just one crazy person. Z-Dog from Utah. He's a Utah sports fan. Like he's okay. of the Utah wait, Jazz. Wait, hold on, hold on. Can I, can I bring up a crazy yeah. person? Oh, that, by the oh, way, I love crazy I say, people. When I say crazy, I mean that with affection. Me too. I'm obsessed with this guy. Obsessed. I hope to God you know him so that we, and that you go, oh my God, I love that guy. 
I'm not only am I obsessed with him, my daughters are now obsessed yes. with him, and we quote him. He only has a few words that he speaks. Okay. I wonder if you can guess who this is. He only has a sentence that he speaks. It's the same sentence every time he performs. Oh, hamburger. No. 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 <laughs> oh, wait, he performs. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because he couldn't be. That's just his catchphrase. That's not the only He's an internet he guy. Says. He recently got hurt with a groin injury and had to stop performing, but he's back. <laughs> I don't know who this is. Have you never heard of Superhuman? No. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> What's super? Oh, my God. Oh, my <laughs> so God. Excited. I'm about to introduce you to your favorite thing you're ever going to see in He's your entire life. He's a crazy person, right? I love crazies. It's, it's it's arguable, okay. But I think I think I'm only saying that in defense that I would love to have him on the podcast. Oh heck yeah! I would love to have him on the podcast. I would love to, I would love to make a movie about this guy. Oh wow! I'm, I'm not even joking. What's his What's his okay, deal? Superhuman. <clears throat> Can you pull up Superhuman? I think it's Superhuman one two three. This is for jugglers and jugglets. Don't try this at home. Whoop whoop. I hope you enjoy this. Oh, I know exactly who these guys are. Wait, is today he- I'm gonna jump onto a microwave. This oh. is for jugglers and jugglets. Don't try this at home. Boop, boop. I hope you like this. Fuck this shit. <laughs> oh, my God. I've never my seen My daughters that. and I were doing it all in Alabama. We'd jump off the dock and go. My daughter would go, this is for jugglers and jugglets. Don't try this at home. I hope you like this. Boop, boop. And you guys tried it at home. You've never. Halston, are you, how the fuck are you not already pulling this up? Superhuman microwave. Superhuman microwave. Superhuman microwave. It's my favorite. I've got to see this. It's my favorite ever. Because, and by the way, part of me feels like you should really get, get, get to know, oh, this fucking kid is brilliant. I've never seen this kid. I thought you were referencing that group of people that are like, uh, where it's like, I got, and then all of a sudden like hits his friend on a watermelon. Okay. This kid, I'm now, I'm guessing he lives in Alabama. I'm personally, I'm guessing that just because of the the looking at that, at that deck. It's more handsome than I thought he'd be. Can he tell you? In my movie, I want the guy from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Rob McElhaney. Yeah. I want him to play him. Okay. okay I'm being dead fucking I'm not serious. Getting, yeah. okay. Do you want to figure out who this guy is? Yeah. Although he's what, crushing okay, him with can, the views, dude. Can you dude. play it? Okay, let's play it. Hang on. Stop, stop. Start it over. I need volume. I need volume. Start it over. I need volume. Start it from the very beginning, Halston. Okay, that's fine. Okay, Whatever let's go. Whatever it takes. Here we go. Down. Hey, there, Supreme Teacher. Today I'll be jumping onto this microwave. This is for jugglers and jugglets. So try to tell him I hope you like it. I hope you like it. Fuck this shit! Oh, God! <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong. I liked it. I, I liked it, it a lot. Do it, do it again. This guy has a body of work that is impressive. I can impressive. guarantee you he loves pro wrestling. Don't try this. Fuck Oh, God. That's dude, the dude, Kyrie dude. Sing elbow type job, in, Type dude. in, type in barbed wire. <laughs> type in superhuman barbed wire. Dude, superhuman. I could, the brilliance of it. Brilliant. I couldn't stop watching it because it was brilliant in its simplicity. It was like a setup punch. Oh, my Christmas gosh. ornaments. Uh, uh, d- don't go to that one. Barbed wire. MMA McFoley. Oh, that's a good no. one. Oh, yeah. See, it even says wrestling stuff. Uh, yep. It's inappropriate. I understand. Yeah, yeah. We know. Oh, no. Juggalettes. Don't try this at home. I hope you like this. Whoop, whoop. Hope you like it. Fuck this shit. Go back, go back, go back, go back. Go back. 
There's a better barbed wire one where he fucking rolls over and his face. By the way, I've his, never seen. By the anybody. way, you ready for this? You ready for this? His mom shoots all these. I've never front seen, flip under the barbed wire. I've never seen anyone say, uh, you know, like something like I don't give a fuck, fuck this shit, and he's like, hope you like it. <laughs> Watch this one. Chicklets. Don't try this at home. I hope you like this. Boop boop. Oh gosh. Fuck. Oh Doesn't he look like the guy God. from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Yes. <laughs> Although the guy from Sunny in Philadelphia is not going to like these say that. I don't give a fuck. I met him. He's a cool dude. Dude, <laughs> I want to do a movie where where it's always... Hold on. You want to get to know this guy? Them, by the way, you can tell when he's like, have you ever been like, Jeff, have you ever been on your phone? Don't play anything yet. I want to be a part of this. Getting have, choke slammed onto... But have it's you all ever, wrestling moves. Have it's you amazing. Ever, have you ever been on your phone where you're like, I, I should post something. I haven't really posted in a while. <laughs> yeah. And you're like kind of stretching. You're like, uh... Yeah. Hey, guys. And you're like, uh, wasn't that good? He's got a series of those videos where it's like, I should post something, but my fucking back really hurts. So he's like... Uh, this is superhuman. I'm gonna, today I'm going to ride my scooter into a bush. Oh, no. But, but then I, as a comic, I know what would make that funnier. Like, I, like, I you want to you want to punch up superhuman. I, I want to punch it up so bad. I want to be part of his writing team. Yeah, I want to come oh, in. I think you might be the only one on his writing. And do team. a series with them. Be part I want to do a movie. Here's my movie pitch for um, superhuman. Okay, Rob McElhinney plays this. Obviously, we start off very organically of how superhuman gets his fame. Bunch of comics find it absolutely hilarious that he's jumping onto things but what happens is we find out that superhuman whoop, whoop. is the ultimate rope-a-dope in that he can go into a bank and you can't hurt him he just can take a punch better than anyone so it, it basically superhuman. it's fatty arbuckle it's jackass it's a kid getting the shit beaten out of him left and fucking right and saving the day this kid could be a wwe manager tomorrow I, I wish he would they I, would let him i want the best for him <laughs> yeah i literally i'm not even he's I'm obviously not, obsessed with pro wrestling and the fucking and he's a crazy person clown you're right and i love him and i love all crazy and people. the insane Weed clown and icp yeah. which is a huge wrestling fan is for juggalos yeah. and juggalettes don't try this at home boop, boop. i hope you like this i hope you like it's my favorite part uh, no but saying he, we should like start a campaign to get this dude to be i would like him to an be actual wwe I would, like manager i just, just want to be a millionaire yeah, I want this is what I would like to do. I would like to start. See, you got me on when you started with Uncrustables. I had such a religious experience with Uncrustables. You sent me on a spin because yeah. I thought some some things are so good, and sometimes they don't get caught by society. Yeah, like society doesn't catch them the way they should. Right, I, Uncrustables. I, I don't think enough people try uh, Goober Grape. I love Goober Grape. Goober grape peanut butter and jelly. The Never mixture. had that. It's where they mixed peanut butter, pre-mixed peanut butter and jelly. Oh, yeah, and I have had that. That's fantastic. Goober grapes are fucking amazing. I hadn't heard of it until Brian Regan's bit. And then, uh, well, you didn't say the brand name, but like the thing that there's both in there. It's yeah. genius. Yeah. But the certain things, the, the men's Dylan flip-flop, the fucking, fucking superhuman. Do you, These mascots. Why don't more people love mascots? You know what's so funny? They're the comedians of sports. Yeah. What, what was the, there's... It's so funny because I love that mascots run their Twitter feed. Oh yeah, like there's a, the, the mascots actual the guy Twitter inside feed. gets to run the Twitter feed. Yeah, I think they should. I think mascots should take real chances with those Twitter feeds. They shouldn't have to care. Yeah, just talk shit. The Philly fanatics like 
Come at me, you fucking idiot pirate. Come fucking at me. I'm tired of all these Puerto Ricans coming to the show and throwing beer on me. Suck my dick. I'll see you Friday. (laughs) Mr. Matt. (laughs) That'd be a I know, but I love mascots. Because, one, they're always silly and fun. Kids always love them. They're never going to break any laws. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they're never going to like hit their wife and be suspended for four months. They're never going to get caught taking steroids. They're, they're never going to get traded to another team. They're yeah. not going to take a bigger contract. They're never going to go on a hitting slump. When you go to the Phillies game, the Philly Fanatic makes Philly everyone fanatic. happy. Dude, the Philly Fanatic, I remember watching him, and he had a three-wheel motorcycle mm-hmm. when I was a kid. Oh, he still got it. And he would it's kick it up wheels. on two wheels and take a turn. And I was like, this guy can legit ride a motor. Oh, I was yeah. a child. Yeah. I remember the Philly Fanatic. Um, Tom Bergogna is his name. That's the name of the Philly Fanatic, the guy inside. The guy inside? Yeah, he's fantastic. He can do anything. He's also funny. That's what I like about him is that they're funny. The yeah. best one is Benny the Bull from the Chicago Bulls. He's easily the best because he has all the best gags. My favorite gag is he blindfolds himself and he's that they play this music, right? They blindfold him. They took down the lights a little bit and they put a trampoline at like the three-point line and everyone's like, is he going to dunk from the, or maybe the free throw, yeah. wherever it is, super far away. And everyone's like, oh my God, he's going to do this thing. Everyone's watching, right? And he's blindfolded and he's getting them all jacked up and he sprints from the other side of the court as fast as he can misses the trampoline on purpose and slams into a vendor holding all this popcorn that just slashes into the audience. Dude, can I tell you... What a genius. Can I tell you one of my favorite... uh, One of my favorite... uh, Gags? No, what's what's the... We were just talking about one of my favorite mascot stories. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you know Dave Williamson? Yeah, yeah, I love him. Florida guy. Dave was in, in Florida and his buddy was... Uh, Sparky, the this mascot for the fucking Heat, right? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, the what weird if, one. Nobody knows what he is. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, he's like sp- like what, the fanatic. Yeah. So, so his, his, I'm telling Dave's story, okay, but I'm telling it to you. So his buddy Sparky hits up Dave and says, "Yo, Dave, I I need some help. I'm, I got a bit we're gonna do next week. It pays like seven hundred bucks. If you're up, I'll get you great tickets to the game too." Um, but all you need to do is you got to wear like a Lakers jersey. Like be a, a oh, yeah, yeah. you're a plant. Yeah, you're going to be a plant. And then what we're going to do is I'm going to be dancing. And I just want you to dump a beer on my head. And then I'm going to come back and dump a beer on your head. <laughs> and Dave's like, oh, yeah, fucking done. And he's like, and Dave's like, in my head, I can just get fucking hammered. Yeah, won't and, he, and just cheer for the Lakers, which is fun. Yeah, and we're comedians. Going, we get attention. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah it's just fun. <laughs> so. So they do the game, and then you know, Dave's the whole thing's cheering for them. He's in a, a big, all the Heater fans are around him, booing him, and he's fucking with them. And then they go up, and they bring Dave up on the Jumbotron. Like he's, and he's cheering for Lakers. Fucking yeah. Lakers, Lakers. Everyone's booing. And Sparky comes up and starts going, boo, boo, boo. And Dave just takes a beer and dumps it on his head. And everyone's like, dude, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Like, every, like everyone doesn't know it's a bit. They're like, hey, fucking asshole. And then Sparky just walks away and is gone for an entire period. For an entire period, Dave's like, dude, fucking hurry up. I thought everyone was going to laugh. Everyone's like, I'm going to fuck you up, Holmes. Fucking, that's not cool to do to Sparky. And Dave's like, he can't let him know it's a bit, right? He's like, oh, just get me the fuck out of here. Get me the fuck out of here. So then finally, Sparky shuts up and... And he's like, got two beers, and people start putting Dave in the headlocks. Oh, going, God. We're fucking getting you now, fucker. Dude, it was, <laughs> uh, he, Dave tells the story obviously much better, but <laughs> it's I, that's so unfair. <laughs> I think I would have been a great mascot. Mascot is the best job. Imagine every time you walk in a room, all the kids just light up. I mean, that's really what a mascot is. It's, it's, it's the. 
the people. I don't know. It's the kids thing, and I, I like kids things. Who's the one? The who's the one from Philly for the Flyers? Uh, I don't know. Do you know who that is? Oh, Gritty. He's Gritty. brand new. Yeah, yeah. He's I the ha- most popular one now. <laughs> he's really hot. Yeah, he's got a lot. He knows he's new a mascot. Moment. He looks crazy. He's like a monster. Nobody knows what he is, and he looks most like a Bigfoot. So I'm in. Yeah, he yeah. Had, I had Gritty on the back of my jersey for the bike ride. Oh, nice. That was, it was in, from Philly. <laughs> yeah, and so. uh yeah, gritty. He's he's new, huh? He's brand new. He's only been out for like two years or three years, maybe less. He's the best though. I think they or, should, he's one of the most. The Bucks, because you know, I watched I watched a lot of Black Sails. Yeah, and apparently, uh, one of the most popular things about pirates is they were all homosexuals. No, they weren't. A hundred percent. Oh, all of them, one hundred percent. What guy decides to go? Do, out in a what boat are you ruining this for me? <laughs> Like what? Like well, I love pirates so much. I actually, I don't like that you you think they're all gay on a they're boat. All homosexual. Get out of here, man! Dude, crazy. Hom- think of their. They're outfits. most famous for raping and pillaging. They were raping Not dudes. Not They were raping dudes on a boat with think their pirate of their outfits. Friends. An earring, right? Right. They got the flamboyant little ruffles on the wrists. <laughs> he has a pet bird. I mean, come on, Jeff. Do I have to spell it out? Yeah. Who? Well, yeah. He's got a bird. What fucking straight dude's got a parrot? Pirates. So, they what it was was uh, in Black Sails. One of the lead characters was gay, and that came out, mm-hmm. and uh, and and then all of a sudden, like the internet started defending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of pirates were just gay men looking for solace in life because they couldn't find solace, you know, at home because it was against you know the religion. But on the sea, they could ugh. just fucking suck and. And listen, I don't want to sound like I'm scoffing at the gay community, but pirates are like a childlike thing for me who are like singing together and smashing yeah. glasses. And then and then that night they rape and pillage, you know? And yeah. That's what I'm into. It's amazing how... Crime. It's know? amazing how we just overlook the rape, the, the whole Me Too thing. Yeah. We're like, we still allow pirates. We need to cancel pirates. Yeah, cancel them. <laughs> They're up to no good. Did you hear what Mario Lopez said today? No. Oh, my God. It's so... Can I? I'm at the point now where I just go, huh. like yeah. I just go. This is great. I'm a comedian. I don't care about any of this stuff. Yeah, Mario Lopez basically went. I I don't know who in the fucking world ever told him to go on a conservative talk show. Oh no! So he goes on a conservative internet fucking podcast, and they're like, "What do you think about transgender children?" Yeah, and I un, I understand what Mario <laughs> Lopez was thinking. Yeah. I can hear I can hear the thoughts. Is he going to lose work? He doesn't. He, oh, oh, no. He doesn't. He just doesn't. He's not a guy that puts his own words together often. Right. Like he's never. Hey, yeah. They should have asked him that and then gave him a prompter. Yeah. And then let him read off of it. Sure. That's what he does. Mario Lopez has never been one to use his own words and his own thoughts together ever in his entire career. He's got a very beautiful wife, but he's always seemed kind of piratey to me. <laughs> <laughs> a little, you know, like he, he comes uh, off that way. He said he, he I, 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 I would be paraphrasing and I think it would be irresponsible to paraphrase, but I, but I'll just give you a broad stroke is that he's not for it. Okay. Oh, here we go. Is this, this what, what it said. is? This is what he said. Exactly. Um, I'm kind of blown away too. Look, I'm never one to tell anyone how to parent their kids. Obviously. You should have stopped. And then here it you comes. You should have stopped right there. And then here it that, comes. By the way, you never tell anyone how to pair their kids. <laughs> you stop right that. there. He's talking about Charlize Theron. Oh, Charlize okay. Theron's got, a, I think, a, a child that identifies in the opposite oh, sex. Oh, this is good, though. If you come from a place of love, you can't go wrong. Here it is. But at the, at the same, same time, time, but at the my, same time, my, And by the way, this is this is an interesting way. If you emphasis on it with my, my God. God. Oh, my, I thought he was saying, like, my God, like the expression. I think I, th- I thought he was saying, 
my god. Oh, maybe. But no, but he's no. not. He's, you're right. He's but going, at the same my time, god. my god, which shows his uh, his emotion <laughs> about it. If you're three years old and you're saying you're feeling a certain way or you think you're a boy or girl or whatever the case may be, I just think it's dangerous as a parent to make this determination then. Well, okay, then you're going to be a boy or girl, whatever the case may be. It's sort of alarming and my gosh, and now it's got downgraded to gosh. I just think about the repercussions later on. First of all, I, I will say I understand what he's saying. I understand yeah. that there is there are, there are some parents that are giving their children hormones at a very young age to help them transition. Right. I don't. I don't really have. I don't. By the way, I don't have two cents about that because it's not my kid. And if yeah. I had to deal with it, my if it was my kid and I had to deal with it, I would be like, I would be like, I don't know. I don't know how I'd handle it. I, I would probably not give my kids hormones to transition them at a young age. I'd want them to develop and then figure it out for themselves. And get their you know their prefrontal cortex or whatever yeah. developed but at the same time it's like if my if my daughter isla came up and was like i think i'm a boy i'd be like cool whatever you probably just ignore her yeah i'd be like i like yeah you're awesome. a little kid yeah i'd be like all right cool we'll figure it out i thought i was a robot for a long time and a dinosaur for a while i thought i was a pirate yeah yeah i thought it was a, <laughs> actually i would walk around like a pirate doing all these gay things uh, but here's the thing is that uh I think that's what he should have said. He's like, I don't know. Who listens to kids when they're that age about sexuality anyways? Yeah. Or gender? What what kids? What parents talking to their kids about their sexuality? Yeah, but I think, it's, I think it's Charlie Theron's. You ever asked a five-year-old, like, hey, you got a girlfriend yet? They're like, ew, I don't know. Yeah. yeah you know, like, that's like, they don't, that's an adult thing. <clears throat> I think, I, <clears throat> I think, I, I don't know what to think, honestly, because I quite honestly, I'm always shocked at how much people care but what's crazy is you know me you you've had last time i was on the i don't give a fuck i'll say yeah. whatever i'll shoot on barry cats i'll talk about <laughs> do you know what i'm saying like i don't if your kid is five years old and says mommy i think i'm a girl now i'd be like get the fuck out of the living room who cares yeah go shut up wear a fucking dress i'll see you at dinner do what you want don't give yeah. a shit what's crazy is i mean I, and there's a lot of people that have very very passionate views about that but I, I think I think when it's your child, you probably have different views. But what's even more insane is that, like, he issued an apology today. Okay, first of all. I thought that was pretty vanilla. I thought I was going to read some good stuff, you know. He issued an apology today saying, well, I didn't realize the words and harms. that, And I now I am so remorseful. But first of all, he's not sorry. He's not, yeah. he's not sorry. He still believes that way. Absolutely. And and just let him believe that way. Like, yeah. like who gives a fuck? Like, Why can't he think that? Yeah, he's just a fucking idiot. He's allowed to think. He's Mario Lopez. Yeah, he's allowed did, to think. What did you think? What did you think he was going to think? Yeah. Like, that's what blows me it away. It wasn't like, racist. It they wasn't de They demand apology, but, but his apology doesn't, it's not even, it doesn't even matter. His hey. apology matters as much as his ignorant statements. Here we go. And you know what? My heroes are half and half on that. Half my heroes apologize when they do things bad, and my other half of my heroes will never apologize. So I never yeah. know where to stand on apologies. I never know where to stand. Yeah, I think I would apologize probably if I made people sad, and then I'd be very clear like that wasn't my intent. I've but apologized. Were, I've apologized for jokes to direct fans who've come up like upset. Right. Who like I had a I had one joke. I think I apologize most of the time to yeah. make this full circle though. I love crazy people. I'm one of the funniest crazy people. And by the way, it should be noted, I've liked crazy people that you shouldn't support, <laughs> but they're just so crazy that I think they're hilarious. Like Donald Trump, when he was on like uh, the You're Fired show, Celebrity Apprentice, yeah. he would just say things like, she's ugly, she's got to get out of here, you're fired. And I'd be like, that's hilarious. It's not a presidential thing, but it's yeah. very funny, and yeah. it's a crazy person that made me happy. Good example of it, John Rocker. Pull up what John Rocker said that got him in trouble the first time with the Atlanta Braves, yeah. he, which is who Kenny Powers based that whole show off of. Yeah. He's like John Rocker, this one pitcher that had a great fastball. But then read what he said to, because like what Mario just said, he got in trouble for that, right? Yeah. We all heard it. Pretty boring. 
Right? Pretty boring stuff. Yeah. You have to be the most Shiite liberal to care about what you just heard at yeah. all. That didn't <laughs> ruffle. I would turned and read it out loud thinking this will be interesting. Yeah. It was pretty boring. Pretty yeah. boring shit. Can you pull up what John Rocker said? So I tried to paraphrase it to my friend Randy because I was drunk and I was like, you won't believe what John Rocker said. He said like, oh, have you ever rode the A train? You're next to some kid with a mohawk and some black kid over here. I, I paraphrased it so church version. What he actually said, we brought it up and read the exact thing. What did he thing. actually say? It's phenomenal. Wait, I'm, he, pull it up. It's, here it is. Uh, Where is it? Oh, here. The biggest thing I don't like about New York are the foreigners. I'm not a very big fan of foreigners. You can walk an entire block in Times Square and not hear anybody speaking English. Asians, Koreans, Vietnamese, Indians, Russians, Spanish people, and everything up there. How the hell did they get in this country? Right? But it gets worse. <laughs> that gets worse? Yep. Yeah, it gets way worse. Uh, where's the other one about the A train? It's my favorite. Uh, Mets fans. About oh they asked him about playing for in New York, where is Wait, it? Keep it's the subway be. one. The subway one is the best one. Uh, there it is. Mets fans, where is it? He called his bullpen catcher a fat monkey once, which is like hilarious to me. Mexican guy. Uh yeah yeah that's not he it though. Calls an overweight teammate black teammate. I'm not racist or prejudiced, he says with an apparent conviction. Yeah, that's but the, certain people bother me. That's a crazy person right there to call a guy a fat monkey and then say, uh, say like, I ain't racist or nothing. Dude, you just said you don't like foreigners. Where's the A train? Dude, I got to see the, the A train. The one about the subway is phenomenal. Keep going, Halston. It's so crazy, man. Um, I got offered to do coke with him. At oh, the, really? At the, I invite him to my shows every time I'm in Atlanta because I love crazy people. Someone came I up don't like, agree with any of it, but it's hilarious. Go up to the top. You got to find it for us, Halston, would you? It's really great. Um, and then I remember when it happened, uh, Colin Quinn on SNL was like, all this proves is that he actually rode the A train. <laughs> uh, wait, look at, wait, hold on. Um, sorry, dead air here, but trying to. It's so I guarantee funny. she's a Japanese woman. A base Toyota is jerking from lane to lane. This woman, the wheel's white. How bad are Asians in driving, though? He's right. He says. <laughs> uh, where is Where's it? the fucking A-Train comment? It's so funny. Type phenomenal. in John Rocker A-Train comment. Or John Rocker Subway. Yeah. Or And then put New York. John Rocker Subway, New York. It's... When I was remembering it, I wasn't even as visceral and as racist as John Rocker was being. And then I looked at it and I was like, oh, God. And he didn't get fired. He didn't lose his job. Mario Lopez says, hey, I'm not one to judge parents. And uh, and he still has to issue an apology. Yeah. But there's not even, I mean, here's the problem is that, like, it's not real. Yeah. I mean, it's like, he did, it's, not like, it's not like all of a sudden in a day, he was like, wow, man, I really learned a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like, so why ask him to do the apology? Just be like. He's a fucking idiot. Or don't, he's not even a fucking idiot. What he said is really not that it's edgy not, well, or not offensive. That, it's not or that weird. offensive. Well, I think what he was saying, I think there was probably a little more to it. But I, what he was saying was like, I think of the repercussions if you allow your child to choose think, its gender. Yeah, and you're like, well, that's well, kind of our whole thing is like, let. A, by the way, it's it's such a minuscule part of the population. It's point. I think point six percent of our population is transgendered. So like. So it's it's such a small amount, but a very vocal right. amount that when you do fuck with them, they. But I mean, look at Chappelle. Chappelle 
trashed them. Yeah, but and then uh, said, "No, I'm not going to apologize. Well, I'm going to double down on it." I just don't know why people. You can't. Uh, you can't go around governing the way people think. And the same way, like, same way, like. Uh, the pro- here's the problem: is that he has a job on a corporate network, and so it's more. Yes. Imagine having to take the number seven train to the ballpark next to some kid with purple hair, next to some queer with AIDS, right next to some dude who just got out of jail in the fourth for the fourth time, right next to some twenty year old mom with four kids. It's depressing. <laughs> Wasn't fired. That's Wasn't insanity. fired. The whole the whole point is to double down. I can't believe it. it. Double Once down. it becomes your thing, they just go, all right, which is kind of what's happening with our current president. It's like a hundred percent. Yeah, like they're like, ah, he says stuff like that every day, and you're like, but wait, what? We're just allowing it. I want to, I want to vote for uh, Budichet or uh, Kamal. I want to vote I don't for vote, so, dude. I want to vote for Budichet. I think I'm saying his name in the primaries, just so that he runs against Trump. So that at one point, Trump goes, we can't have a gay president. Yeah, exactly. Come on, guys, you're gonna vote for a gay? It's illegal in Saudi Arabia. He's gonna, they're gonna say kill it. him in Saudi Arabia. Like he'll, you know, he'll say, he'll say that. anything. He'll say that. Dude, I I never thought we'd have a president who says anything. Anything. He's like, yeah, I was anything. a first responder, and then like literally jump cut to a year later. He's like, I was there. I wasn't a first responder, but I was there. You're like, you flip flopped on your own. It's it's phenomenal. When he made fun of the 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 reporter with uh oh yeah with the bottle of water and the you know do you by the way do you know who that he was making fun of someone for being sweaty and like splashed a bottle of water and called him like no no uh, no I think the the guy has cerebral palsy oh and he and made he fun just of his, made fun of him it, just like like it was like it was 1982 you awful. know what's crazy did you see Andy Cohen and the uh the black guy from Kimmy something Kimmy runs the universe or whatever no, Kimmy Schmidt or whatever Kimmy Schmidt yeah. yeah. So Andy, which is, this is what I find fascinating because I, I do get intrigued by outrage. I get intrigued by uh, it. I have no time for it. Andy I actually Cohen, just ignore it. I, 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 by the way, I've been off Twitter. I pretend like it doesn't happen. I've been off Twitter. So I've been like, whatever, but I get on Google news mm-hmm. and I think Google news goes, you know, what really send birth through the roof. Check this out. Cause I love Eddie Murphy. I love but like Eddie, Murphy. Eddie Murphy's first specials fucking tough to sit through now. <laughs> really? Are you mean talking about uh raw? Dude, when he opens up, he's making like, fun of gay people a lot. Not even while ma- he's dressed really gay. Yeah. By the way, not even making he's dressed fun gayer of- than a pirate. <laughs> not, not even making fun of gay. He just opens up with, "I don't like faggots." Oh my gosh, I don't remember that. <laughs> oh, are you serious? No, I don't remember dude, that. See if you can find the dude. Uh, faggots be looking at your ass. Give me look at my ass. Fuck around. Give me AIDS or some shit. That's as, as the beginning of his thing. So he's, he goes, I gotta turn my ass quick. Oh so I don't get AIDS gosh. from one of these faggots. Hey, can we talk about this? Maybe this yeah. will be interesting. Um maybe i shouldn't but uh the like i've heard from black comedians that like you don't do no gay shit like even now in 2019 they'd be like yeah if you're gonna go out there and like perform like don't do no gay shit what do you mean and i was like like no jokes about gay stuff like he's like they're not gonna go for it and i won't name the comics names but he's like if it's a black room man you don't you ain't gonna go out there and, and be talk about pro gay yeah you oh, can't say, yeah. you can't say nothing like that i can i can imagine that i mean but why way, well i think i think I mean, this is a generalization that I'm sure I could get in trouble for, but I think I think it's pretty common knowledge that uh, black culture is pretty heavy in the church, and the church has always been pretty anti-gay in right. the Bible. And so it was, I mean, that's the whole thing that Kevin Hart got in trouble for, is like the black community has not been the most forgiving for for uh, for gay lifestyle, especially out of men and out of women. Well, that's, Ms. Well, Pat talked about it ad nauseum on Rogan's podcast, 
and was like, she has a gay daughter. And she was like, look, I don't mean to sound like an asshole, but we don't fuck with gay people in black. In black in the so black it's, yeah, it's a real and it's <clears throat> out there. People talk it's, about it. Oh, it's it. very, I mean, yeah, I think that. I when mean, he told me that, I just thought he was, I was drunk. And I just thought he was being like, uh, that's just why, trying to mess with my act a little no, bit. No, 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 no. I mean, I, by the way, I'd, I would never, I would never change my act just simply because it's a black audience and think, oh, black people don't like gay people. That's what he told me to do. He's oh, coaching fuck, me, man. Fuck that guy. But, <laughs> but, but I will say that, did you ever see Empire? Because Empire's with Terrence Howard. One of the characters is gay, Jesse Smollett. Oh, okay. His character was gay, and in I didn't like know the that. first episode, he his Je, uh, Terrence Howard saw him dressed in a dress and grabbed him and threw him in the trash can and said, "You belong here if you're wearing fucking dresses." That's insane. Yeah, I mean, I I think and when I'm, does I'm, that I'm, take place? Empire is that modern? Like the the settings modern day? No, that's probably 80s. Oh, it's 80s. <clears throat> yeah, but 80s. But, but well, I mean, that's Eddie Murphy's Raw right there, 80s. Dude, Eddie Murphy's Raw. And so Andy Cohen says to the guy, did you have a... And the guy from Kimmy Schmidt's gay. And okay. he's like, did you... You just worked with Eddie Murphy. And you can tell Andy Cohen's going at this. Andy Cohen was gay when Eddie Murphy's act was out. But right. he was in the closet. Yeah. So he was. He says he was traumatized by it. Yeah. I can imagine. People change, man. Didn't Eddie yeah. Murphy have sex with a dude? I think he did. Yeah, he got arrested I think he for it. Pretty much got busted. Hey, he was with. Uh, he was like. Went By the and, way, and skated right past that. Yeah, no one brought it up at all. You can't. Andy's still <laughs> trauma. He had sex with a dude. <laughs> How much more do you want him to do? I've never. I've had. I've and I have good friends that uh, are into like trans, trans, yeah. trans. I don't know the difference, but like, but transgender dude, yeah. Uh, whatever. Yeah, I have a two. I have two. I have had one. But it had two good friends that were like cool with that, and uh, I could still never wrap my head around that. I can never. Our community is so weird nowadays that like, just all of it is so strange. Like if if right now there's like a forty five genders or how many numbers there yeah. are, like how many genders there are. Why is one of the most popular things on the internet gender reveal parties? You know, what I'm <laughs> like oh my fetus is gonna be a a girl. Like yeah. you'd think we'd be having these gender reveal parties at like. 30 year olds are having like a hey good news everyone come to my apartment i'm having a gender reveal you know you now know, i'm a lady you know what it is you know what it is i, I no, by the way this is an ignorant statement but i do think I, I think in some cases they're probably uber liberal parents who are so sensitive to anything yeah like i'm so insensitive that i bet my daughters at some point probably said i feel more like a guy than i do a girl and i was like huh yeah cool are, wait, are we getting ice cream? What the fuck? Absolutely, yeah. Like, and I bet there's some that are so super sensitive to that. That triggers them that they go, hold on. Let's slow this conversation down. I know you're three, but I want to hear your thoughts about this. Sure. And I think that we should be very, um, I know I'm the dumb guy and the drunk guy and the guy who will say whatever. But it's <laughs> what are you talking about, me or you? Me. But like the, well, both of us, evidently. Yeah. Except that whole pirate thing. They weren't gay, man. Uh, oh. So here's the thing. Well, there's a great quote that says, be sensitive uh, to everything, yeah. but offended by nothing. That And those have to coexist. I think I'm there. There's a big difference between, oh, cancel culture, this is wrong, he's an idiot, get rid of uh, Kevin Hart, blah, 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 as opposed to teaching people. And like, and I don't hate Nazis. I don't hate racists. I don't hate transgender. I don't hate any of these. I just shouldn't lump transgender with that. But my, <laughs> my, <laughs> I shouldn't. Have. I we, we've got a 
<laughs> with with a racist person, you don't yell at them for being racist and hate them. You teach them. You change yeah. them. I was. I've, I'm 36. I've only been woke since I was tw- since I was 20. Oh, dude. That's 16 years of. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I've been woke for 20 years. That's 16 years of me watching Shawn Michaels come out in the ring and being like, "When's Undertaker gonna kill this homo?" Yeah. Like that. I don't. <laughs> he dancing around, sexy boy, boy toy. I'm like, Tombstone pile drive that twink, you know? <laughs> Until I became 16 years old and I met some gay people, and I was like, "Oh, that's a wrong way to think." I'm a yeah. stupid kid, but at a 36 year old, I shouldn't walk around pretending I've always been woke since I was a baby. Oh, the problem no, is there's guys. We're all on a journey, dog. <laughs> There's guys my age, like I've only, I'm not even woke really. I'm like 1997 woke. Like I'm woke for 1997. <laughs> That's but like, when it got. That yeah, was the but I, but I, I think, I think I'm only, like I've only been acknowledging things. So I honestly, this is going to sound super silly, but since I met Rogan, like when I met Rogan, yeah, he, I, I, I said I'm obsessed uh, with him. By the way, oh, he's the fucking. I I can't meet it. I can't think of anybody. By the way, who I feel more invisible around. I've been in the same room as him with like 20 times, and I'm like, hey, good set, man. And there's nothing. Like I don't yeah. ever know. Like I don't know what's going on. No, like, he's he. You're not invisible to him. He knows cookie. you are, and he, I'm sure. And he, Joe, Joe's very attentive. Yeah, but he's you know, I'm obsessed with him. He's changed my life in a lot of ways. In all of ours. Yeah, I, I he's mean, a fantastic human and a great comedian. And the long, he invented the long conversation, which is what this is. Dude, yeah. I, I did his podcast and I said, I was just throwing around the word fag or whatever. Yeah. And he was like, you know what? I'm trying to stop saying that. And right. I said, really? And he goes, yeah. You know, I figure if it does affect some young kid yeah, who's questioning his sexuality, like, you know, it's not worth it. It's like, it's not worth that one word, right? right. And I went, yeah, dude, I stopped saying the word. I mean, sure. I'll say it. I'll say it. I'll say it at time. Like if it, if 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 the if in if it it's it's without complete and total hate. If you're quoting and, John Rocker, yeah, and there's a and there's a joke to it, or yeah. if it's if there is a, then I then I'll say it. Yeah. Like in like in that moment we just had, where right. I, I'm not gonna say the f word, and then everyone goes, "He's talking about fuck." You're right, but like. That happened to me at a college once because he goes, uh, <laughs> oh, my God. He, uh, the college kid goes, uh, that's booked me. He goes, hey, man, don't say the uh, don't say the F word. And I go, fag. And he goes, no, well, no, don't say that either. But no, I meant fuck. <laughs> he was so nervous. The girl who is Halston. Is it Jenna Bush who's on the Good Morning America? Jenna Bush yeah. is talking to Rhoda. Okay. Hoda? Hoda. Yeah. My bad. I'm fucking old. Rhoda was a TV show when I was a kid. Uh, Jenna Bush is talking to Hoda. Jenna Bush doesn't curse. Okay. <laughs> and, she, and they're talking about farting. Okay. Okay. And uh, and she says to Hoda, I'm, 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 I hope I'm getting this correct. She goes, they go, has that ever, have you ever farted in public? And she goes, no. But one time, oh, no. I was in an elevator with this. I was in an elevator with this guy, and I did the f word. And Hoda's like, "Thinks you fucked him?" <laughs> she said that. No. Oh. But you can see in Hoda's eyes. Yeah. And then Jenna realizes what she says, and she goes, "I, I, I farted. I farted. I farted." It was. I was like one of those moments that you get. Like it's like seeing a dolphin at the beach yeah. where you're watching morning TV. You know, no, there's no reason to watch it. It's because you're hungover. <laughs> I f. I f worded in the elevator, and they're like, "I did the f I did the f word in the elevator." You fucked. 
Oh, it was so That's funny. That's amazing. Jenna Bush, she's someone I'd like to have on this podcast. You should have her. <laughs> She'd be mortified. Do you ever think, who would you like? Oh, I already know the answer to that. Who? Who would I like to have on my podcast? Yeah. There's these science, there's these these twins, but it's a one body, two heads, and they're in Minneapolis. These girls are so fascinating. They're named like Ashley and uh, Amber, I think. Really? And they live in Minneapolis. Like I said, I'm these people are the best. There's a documentary about these girls, but they're at a, such a young age. You know, but there's just two perfect heads and then one perfect body. Just they simply have a head, right? <clears throat> or they have one body, two heads, and they can simultaneously do everything. They it's it's fascinating to watch them work. It's like it's like she's controlling this side and she's controlling this side, but it's like they're in sync, you know. Uh, the yeah, the first two. Yep, and most of those images are are them. But but here's the thing: when they did the documentary about them, these girls were pretty young. You know, they're like 13, and some uh, interviewer. Who is should be in great trouble for this? By the way, he he asked her asked him about Have you thought about when you're older and you're, and you're gonna have sex? Which is an inappropriate question to ask a, a teenage girl. Year old girl, yeah. Uh, but it's the question we're all asking, you know, maybe once they're adults. And so they both look at the guy that's asked the question. He so ask me, do I know what I'm gonna do when I? So have you thought about what you're gonna do when you guys have sex? That's private. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> they simultaneously say that's private and high five themselves. It's oh my God. phenomenal. I probably cry laughed for four to five minutes when I watched it. It was the funniest thing. They're they're awesome and they're cool and they're they have they are teachers and I'm like, that would be my dream podcast guest. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I don't there I remember the Siamese twins I got. I used to have a Siamese twin joke. Oh yeah? Yeah, but I don't uh, I was now like, you know I can't do it no, no more. The, well, I, the joke was uh I, I, I just came up on the fly. I was talking to two twins in the audience. They were beautiful. And I was like, you ever notice that twins are always gorgeous? Unless, of course, they're Siamese. Yeah. But but the Siamese twins I got when I was a kid were the ones that were facing the other direction. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen a lot of them. One was a country music singer. Yeah, and so she's just lugging the other one around in the music video, and the other yeah. she's not contributing or nothing. She's dancing around with his, with kind of like a, what are those things called? Like a stroller? Like she's in the thing. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, I know exactly yeah. who they are. Yeah. I'm obsessed with people that are just unique. I shouldn't say crazy. Different people. Do you remember the Anyone guy? that's different than you, I want to meet that. Different than me, I want to meet Do you remember the tree man? Tree man. Tree feet? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I was, like, I, I saw a guy like that in, um, in Mexico, he yeah. had tree feet. Like the there was a guy he had warts. Yeah, is, he's is got a thing. bunch, and it just keeps growing. So it keeps, looks like tree bark. Yeah, yeah, it looks like tree bark. Well, see, I would surround myself with these people. Like if I could, my ideal situation. When you go to comedy works, so you stay at that loft. When you yeah. go back, my I've never, tile. I've never stayed at the loft. Oh really? Yeah, they never had me stay at the loft. My tile is just me with my arm around Jar Jar Binks and Bigfoot with a joint and a gun, right? And that's <laughs> that's my tile, and it says dumb and happy. And uh, but that's my most ideal life would just be hanging out with tree man and these Siamese uh, twins. And uh, I like people that are, you know, what are we about to watch? Oh yeah. Tree man. Mid roll reads. Mid roll reads. What are they? These are mid roll reads. This podcast is brought to you by honey. You ever buy something online only to find out later you missed a discount. Oh, I don't overspend anymore. Thank you to honey. Honey is a free browser add on that finds me the best deals online. The app magically auto-applies the best deals to my cart at checkout. Honey finds discounts and coupons across 37,000 sites, Amazon, Sephora, Best Buy, Nordstrom's, and much more. With Honey, I don't worry about missing a deal. I shop like normal. Honey handles the rest. I was looking for a drone, a Mavic, 
Pro Zoom. I was looking for under eye strips that I normally get from Sephora, and I just thought I'll get them real quick. But with Honey, I got two for one on the under eye strips, and they sent two boxes for the price of one. Listen, I'm not someone who wants to skimp on the products, but I feel like an idiot when I don't get a deal. Honey has saved its 10 million members an average of $28.61. Honey members have already saved more than $80 million. Not bad for something that's completely free and takes just two clicks to install. Honey has over 100,000 five-star reviews on the Google Chrome store and Time Magazine calls Honey basically free money. Look, there's really no reason not to use Honey. It's free to use and easy to install on your computer and literally just two clicks. So shop with confidence. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash Bert. That is joinhoney.com slash Bert Honey, the smart shopping assistant that saves you time and money when you're shopping online. Kids going to college can be a dream, but helping them navigate student loans can be a nightmare. Ernest is here to help with fast and easy private student loans. Ernest has designed a private student loan for actual students in 2019, meaning you can apply on your phone. They offer customizable loan terms, low interest rates, and no fees. They also give you three extra months, nine total, after leaving school to start paying back your private student loan. And earnest private student loans can cover up to 100% of your school's cost of attendance. Plus, the internet loves Ernest's customer service. They've rated it 9.4 out of 10 on Trustpilot. Simply fill out a quick two-minute eligibility check, invite a co-signer, if you choose to, and apply. With the school year starting soon, our listeners, my listeners, my subscribers can get $100 cash bonus when you get a private student loan at earnest.com slash BERT. That's $100 cash bonus when you get a private student loan at earnest.com slash BERT. You can see the terms and conditions on that site. Go to earnest, E-A-R-N-E-S-T, dot com slash Bert today. Don't let student loans stand in your way. Take control with Ernest. He's That's cool. just insane to me. I love it, man. Like I, my wife's never seen anything like this. She would have no clue. Really? That's where, like, yeah. Sometimes, like the disconnect I have with my wife is like uh, something like this. I know a lot about. Like I've just been watching yeah. stuff about, and she's like, I like. There was a kid today that got. But your daughters three, like all that stuff. They my, knew about woot woot. My do- my daughters came in this morning. She goes, Dad, kid got. Uh, 356 teeth removed from his head today and i was like who's huh? and she was like uh, I tooth man be. yeah and he was a child in this in <laughs> india and they thought his head tooth decay yeah swollen jaw and it turned out he had 360 teeth growing good in his night mouth. i'd Fuck. keep him dude i'd be tooth man dude. i'd say remove my cheek show him off like a little face window <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> oh you know tooth man <laughs> dude, i can get i love i love that you can get passionate about weird shit do you think all comics can i think that it's a trait of comics jerry seinfeld talks about it you know like really? like the fact that like it's different and that's what we are but and that's what we like and that's what we're like drawn to because think about stand-up comedy we have to be different enough that we're not like those people in the audience but if we're so not like those people in the audience they don't laugh because they can't identify yeah. with it they say what do i know about this person i don't identify with this however we are different that's what puts us on stage but we have to be 
still similar enough that they go, oh, I've been through like that. Or I can identify with that. Yeah. But isn't that weird? There's yeah. this weird marriage of we can we can be different, but not too different, or else we're, there's going to be a disconnect. Uh, what was the other thing I was yeah, going to say? Yeah, I saw that the guy found the mummified baby in his mom's freezer. Uh, what? Yeah, it's not. We should clarify this since I said it earlier. I just wanted to. We got off on a thing when I started talking about Joe Rogan and stuff, but uh, <laughs> the when I say that I'm not mad, I don't hate racists and I don't hate uh, Nazis and stuff like that. What I'm saying is there's still a change to be made. Yeah. Instead of like crucifying them and, and killing them and canceling them, love on them and change them and show them how wrong they are. There's a great Taoist philosophy about uh, a little tree frog. And uh, or, or not a tree frog, a mud frog. And he's jumping around this like mud puddle, right? And uh, and then an ocean frog comes. He's got the whole ocean. He comes and he finds this little mud frog. And the mud frog goes, "Hey, come jump around in this puddle with me. Let me show you where I live." And the and the ocean frog goes, "All right." And they jump around a little bit. And then uh, and then the mud frog looks at the ocean frog and he says, "What's it like where you're from?" And uh, and then the the ocean frog just goes, "I'm gonna have to show you sometime." Because there's no explaining the ocean to a mud frog. Yeah. You have to show them, dude. Yeah. You ha like, you can't just yell at a mud frog about the ocean. It's not going to happen. You have to show them that the world is good and that the that the people there's many different little creatures and they swim around and coexist and and I think that uh, that's the biggest problem with these kind of things is you think that's going to change Mario Lopez's position? You think it's going to change John Rock? It makes you double down yeah. in your heart. Like I don't. I'm not saying that I don't think Kevin has any hate in his heart for gay people. But I think he has hate in his heart for the people who told on him. Yeah. And I think that hate, like, like, you know, a lot of people hate Antifa right now. I, I ended up spending some time with some people that are in Antifa mm -hmm. in Portland. We did this uh, this bike race, and I hung out with all the Antifa kids. Right. Like all they're, And they were all very, very, very sweet people. Yeah, because they, they were weren't coming at you. Yeah, and and you were, weren't coming yeah. at them. And, 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 and they... They're very similar to who we are, but they're just also disenfranchised. Do you know who Alex Edelman is? Uh-uh. Uh, he's a Jewish comedian. He had like one best in fest at like um, Edinburgh and all this stuff. He's a really sweet kid, and he's the most Jewish kid I've ever met in my life. Like he's yeah. like an encyclopedia. He can turn anything. We'll talk about Muhammad Ali, and then he'll bring in Howard Cosell and Billy Crystal and tell at the moment. Like he can't not <laughs> talk about Jewish things. <laughs> the most Jewish. He's very obsessed with his culture. Um, however, he went to a meeting... It was an open meeting between Nazis and he just came and showed up and didn't tell them he was Jewish and just got to know them. And about halfway through, someone goes, you're a Jew, aren't you? And he goes, uh, he goes, I am. And, and, and he's doing like a one man show about going and meeting with those really? people. And he said, and I, the most interesting part I found about that, uh, is that the, one of the guys was a little dismayed. He was like a little like sad cause he thought this kid was real cool. He's like, he, he, he liked Alex until Alex revealed that he was Jewish. And then he was like, it like, it fucked with his brain. Like, no, I've learned all these things about Jews and I've heard, yeah. I've, I've said all these things and damn it. I was really, you know, it was like a blind side of finding that out, but that's, I just wanted to clear that up. That I've had I the think exact opposite happen to me. <laughs> yeah. Where I, where I was in a meeting and they were like, uh, Hey, I, I really, it was all a bunch of guys and it was Hollywood was my first deal. And they're like, we really appreciate that you coming in today. And I was like, don't mention it. I got nothing to do today. And they're like, well, no, it's Rosh Hashanah. And I was like, I'm not Jewish. And they're like, oh, no, you're not. And I went, no, is that a problem? And they're like, well, we just thought, oh, we, yeah, no, we just thought how cool. Like we thought for sure Bert. 
kosher was a Jewish guy. <laughs> Dude, I but but I yeah, I, I don't I obviously I've grown I I've I know a great deal of racist people. I my, yeah. my our family, uh, I won't say any grand specifics, but sure. uh, I have family in uh in rural south. Yeah. I'm not saying that my anyone in my wife's family, I'm just saying that my wife's got a very big family and you're gonna run into some people with some thoughts. Right. Um and it was it was very it, it is very difficult to parent that. Yeah. And to say to your children, listen, I mean it's it's it gets very tricky because you're like you, st- you still love them and yeah. you still and I mean maybe not even love them because they're a little distant far removed but right. you still uh, they're part of your family and you just you just it's really tough I don't and think then, it is I think you love everyone but then then you, my sister you love them all and then you say listen they got to work on some stuff you yeah. think I, I need to work on some stuff I like I'm not who I'm gonna be tomorrow I'm not who I'm gonna be in five years and I'm not who I was last year or who I was when I was 10 where there's always this changing mind gathering experiences yeah. and gathering these things and if you work on saying hey I'm open-minded to meeting some people that I think I don't like you know like you think you hate snakes or something go play with snakes yeah. you think you hate uh you know skydiving go skydiving like that's how you live your life and you have to do that with each other we live in a society like you gotta I don't know I know that sounds preachy it's, but it's, it's it's weird for us to say because I think I think most people know I don't I shouldn't say that but like most comics, I would almost say all comics, but I know there's been some outliers these days. Most comics are the most open-minded people in the fucking sure. world. Our, our working environment is everybody. Yeah, It is a lot of white males, but it's, it's black diverse. dudes, chicks, ages, gays, genders, not, everything. Everything is there. Dude, I <coughs> there's a, a young lady, transgendered woman. Did mm-hmm. I say that right, Austin? There's a transgender woman who did an open mic. She's gorgeous, gorgeous and funny. And I was like, and I, I was like, she's hot as fuck. Yeah. Then I found out she had transitioned, and I was like, oh, oh fuck, like got <laughs> me fooled. There was a, there's a young lady. I wish I knew her name. She's in Denver. She's a transitioned yep. comic in Denver. Yeah, and she does Photoshop, and she is fucking hilarious. And so I I see her. This is gonna. I mean. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna preface anything. I'll just tell you. Yeah. She does a Photoshop for me. It's funny as fuck. I check out her profile on Twitter. She's hot. Yeah. I check out her stand up. Yeah. And the first joke is, so I'm a transgendered female, and I was like, I was like, I, I'm, I'm still here. I'm still yeah. here. I'm not going anywhere. I thought you were hot. You're still hot. Yeah. It doesn't. I just want to hear the joke, and it was a good fucking joke. Yeah. And I wanted to be like, I wanted to reach out and go, hey, if you ever want to open for me, sure. But then I was like, I wouldn't do that for a hot chick. Right. I wouldn't do that for a even a funny dude. I just would be like, but now here I am going like, I know you've probably struggled a little more than a lot of the. Let me help you get a leg up. I'm like, I I should treat them equal. I would sure. not if that was just. A, is that her? That's the girl. How do you know? Oh no, that's not the no. That girl's that that's that girl's fucking hot. No, the the um comic in Denver who I'm talking about is. It's not that. She's just cute. Yeah. I uh there's a lot of that that's happening nowadays, but I don't care about that either where like I, so me talking about it's kind of pointless cuz I don't really care. Nothing none of these I, things I, I'm, I'm so far past in my brain 
racism that it's so preposterous that it makes me giggle. It's like Yosemite Sam to me. Like when I see someone do like a like that's why that John Rocker thing is funny because it's so cartoon ish yeah. and stupid and ridiculous that I'm I think it's humorous. I said oh, I wish I could think of this example. I I said to someone I saw racism the other day. And it was so I was so shocked at it that it's still yeah that I was like I was like shut the fuck up. And I and and someone was like what? And I go, "Can you believe like, and I'm not talking about, I, I'm not talking about saying the N-word. Like, I'm not talking about a video of some yeah. white chick who's mad and yells and yells the N-word. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I don't, I don't consider that racism. I, I consider that a fight and that woman pulling out all her tools to try to hurt sure, that person. That word and also being the ignorant. The most powerful word. And yeah. that and woman also being ignorant and and not being above the moment and just going, this is a human also. I should sure. treat her like a human. I'm talking like legit fucking racism. Yeah. And I was so blown away that it happened. I, I wish I could remember exactly what it yeah. was. Well, I don't think that racism doesn't exist. It's very, very relevant and very and happens all the time. But in my mind, it's so stupid to be racist that it's comedic to me. It, it's yeah. so that's why, like, I'll say like uh, you know, like an old man racist joke or something to my friends, like in my living room, and it makes me giggle the same way like a joke about anything else would. And maybe I shouldn't, but it's so stupid to me that it's that it becomes funny. I I uh I was I was doing this character to my daughters of this misogynistic guy like uh, we oh were yeah because that's ridiculous and I just kept doing it because it was funny to me yeah. I was like who the fuck would say these things but then I realized I I'm saying these things yeah. to, to, to two girls <laughs> and, I, and my wife's like yo you got to stop because you are saying them and but you're like, a character I was like yeah but it's a joke and babe I'm like, doing a character yeah it's a bit. Don't you get the bit? That's my favorite. That's why comedians hang out with comedians, by the way. Yeah. That, like, they always want to make it seem like, oh, maybe it's because we're all cut from the same cloth and it's just the comedian. Is. No, it's a freedom to be yourself and say what you want and know oh. that the intent is good. It's when the intent is bad that it becomes an ethical problem. But if you're just trying to make each other laugh and be giggly, like, then that, then it, then it takes all the, all the bad away. You know, uh, Red Grant. Yeah, I know Red Grant. So Red and I played. I don't is, know him, but I'm I'm aware of who yeah, he yeah. is. Yeah. So Red's a good friend of mine, and we played golf one day. He called me up. And he goes, "You want to play golf?" He's a big golfer. I go, "Yeah, of course." <laughs> he goes, "We're playing my club." Gives me the address. I'm like, "Great." Put it into the GPS. Don't even look at it. Start driving and realize this club's in Compton. <laughs> didn't and know there was. The, I didn't know there was a golf course there. <laughs> I didn't know there was. I did not know there was a golf course there either. And I got there, and I was like, "I was like, hey, we're in Compton." And Red goes, "Yeah, where do you think I live?" Like. Yeah, why wouldn't I? I missed the uh, the golf course track on all my old hip hop yeah. CDs. <laughs> so so, but this is the and by the way, I say this story to show you the freedom comics have. Yeah, is like we any comic to another comic could never offend another comic. Never, never, never. And so Red and I are we're playing golf with two of his buddies. Yeah, and we're on like the the third hole, the fourth hole. And it is so fucking loud on this golf course. Everyone is talking through everyone's sirens. When, when, no, no. When you go to putt, they're like, nah, dog, you ain't got this. You are, you going right. You going right, playboy. The and worst I'm, golf etiquette in the world. The worst golf etiquette. And I, I literally stopped and I go, hey, guys, let's, uh, 
talk to Chatter down, and they're like, "You want to? You want on a white golf course? Oh boy, I love. Get that. over your putt. Hit your fucking putt. He's shooting a gun. And by the end, I was having so much fun talking it. shit, playing golf. It's fun. That I was like, why didn't we do it this way? Yeah, it's better. Like, why is it when I play with my dad, it's got to be silent? I wanted to bring my dad to Compton to play golf. Just a, re a regular round. Yeah. And be like, um, can I please go with the guy with the do-rag on and the guy with his pants down at his yeah. ankles? I love it. It, it makes was, me happy. But, but talking to Red, I go, you guys are so fucking loud. Yeah. He was like, he's like, what'd you think? He's like, what did you think it was going to be? I love that. I was like, I got to take you to play on one of my courses. Oh, I love he's it. He's like, Bert, I've been there. <laughs> it's But it's so fun. Like, that's the beauty of having, of being a comic is that I think it's also what probably gets us in trouble. Dave Chappelle said something that has stuck with me so fucking hard. <clears throat> I don't know if he said it on a special. I don't know where he said it, but he said, we have the responsibility to talk reckless. Yeah. It's our responsibility to talk reckless and say crazy shit. Now, I I definitely have talked massively reckless on podcasts. Right. And I have so many hours of speaking on podcasts that like... <sighs> Now I've just given up. Like if, yeah. if, if someone wants to catch me, right. then there it's it's there. It's there There's yeah. a body of work to look through. But but on stage, I'm definitely looking at this new hour of like talk a little reckless. Like yeah. talk a little reckless and and take big swings because no one wants safe comment. No right. one wants to be like I you can be clean, but there that. better be some edge. Yeah, the, the edge is important. Uh, and maybe you don't want to say fuck a lot, but you at least have some edge. At least have that there. Yeah. And, and I think that's important too. Is like, I I can confidently say I've said awful things. I've said things that I later <laughs> changed my opinion about. Yeah. I've said things that were uh, racially insensitive, gender insensitive, trans insensitive. I've been guilty of all of these things. Myself However, as well. My intent has never been bad. Yeah. And my I have always came from a place of love uh, as far as all that stuff. And I'm just trying to be funny. I'm the same seven-year-old little boy who's just trying to get everyone to, to laugh at him and be his friend. And that's all I've ever been. Yeah. So even in the moments that I said something real bad and I had to later learn that's not what you do, I didn't mean it. I just was like a, like a dog just trying to be friendly. You know, I was thinking about you on a hike the other day because... Not to change subjects, but just because, I, and I, I, I just thought about this. Do you, what's it like? What's it like being young, successful, and attractive in Hollywood? Uh, well, it's very nice of you. I think. Uh, <laughs> Do you notice it? No, but I also think here's the thing. Oh, I've said this before, but I think it's a perfect place to say it. People give me so much credit for the way I look. You know why? Because I'm a comedian. I went to an audition where there's all these models there, and I was like, Jesus, I should kill myself. I, yeah. I Ugliest guy in the room. And then I go to the comedy club, and they're all like, who's he? Oh, God, don't look directly at him. Yeah. He shines too yeah. brightly. And it's like, it's I'm only hot by stand-up comedian standard. And it's and it's the only place where I've been like, uh, people are like, oh, I don't want to like that guy because he looks like that. But if, but if I was like, you know, a banker would help me. If I was a real estate guy, it would help me. Uh, if I was, you know. But I said to someone, I was trying to make a joke. I've been trying to make a joke about how hot, how hot Asian women are. Yeah. That like in a whole, Asian women collectively are just yeah. fucking hot. You know who would disagree? Patrice O'Neal. Yo. My boy Patrice. Did you ever hear that? He fucking? said they got asses like CD cases. <laughs> Patrice Great hated Asian people. Yeah. <laughs> hated oh, yeah, he would say. Do you think he would have been larger than everyone if he was still alive? Like bigger than Joe, bigger than Bill Burr, bigger yeah. than. He would have fucked it up. Really? <laughs> yeah. Because he did a lot. He went hard. Dude, 
Yeah. Yeah. He would have, I mean, first, let's, first of all, he would have never lasted through the Me Too. But he, he might have been a different perspective on it, you know? He might have, or he could have evolved, I guess, with that. I don't know. I, I don't, I, I don't see Patrice technically evolving like and, and becoming this woke guy who yeah. stopped saying what he was going to say. That was a guy that would never apologize. One of my uh -uh. heroes. He was so nice to He me wouldn't when apologize when he was genuinely fucking wrong. Uh, the last time I saw him was at Montreal in 2008. I was a new face. And he, for some reason, may, maybe, I don't know, I can't pinpoint why, but he was just, he was just like, yo man, just keep, just keep being a truth teller, whether you need to be clean or friendly or whatever the fuck you're doing, just keep being a truth teller. And I, he, I think he saw, even with my corny ass material back then, that what I was trying to do was just be, be truthful. I take that back a little bit because I'll tell you what I think Patrice might've done is he might've seen through, you know, I'll tell you, I, like I, Bill Burr. I, I might be, yeah, you're right. As soon as you said that, I thought of Bill and Bill's been, <clears throat> Bill's been steadfast all through me too oh yeah like i mean he went on conan and said by the way mario lopez said this in his interview yeah but bill burr and he got in trouble for it bill went on conan was like how about a little due process ladies <laughs> how about a little bit of evidence that's yeah. all i'm asking is due process he trashed uh moms the yeah. one thing like you don't do did yeah. it, like on the tonight show right or letterman or i don't remember what it, which host it was because it was the greatest bit of all time bill burr is another one of those my heroes that way but bill is, is that we Bill's unapologetic talk recklessly and bill, that's what we that's we got to take those risks i said toxic masculinity in front of bill and he goes oh yeah. i want to fucking punch you don't ever let those words come out of your fucking mouth that term by the way cultural appropriation toxic all these like made up like words frustrate me so much because if we're really subscribing to toxic masculinity then you're gonna have to cancel eliza schlesinger you're gonna have to cancel Amy Schumer because yeah. they're doing toxic mat. We give specials to people that do toxic masculinity if it's a female doing toxic masculinity. So that's why yeah. I don't believe in toxic masculinity for a man or for these women. I'm not crucifying Eliza or Dude. Amy Schumer, but if you're gonna subscribe to that kind of bullshit, you better be consistent. Uh, cultural appropriation. This I hate is it. this is what I want to hear. And then, by the way, I can understand certain parts. I, there's certain parts where I go. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, if you're making fun of someone, yeah. like if your intent is bad. But what I'll tell you right now, this is the sentence I want to hear. The biggest, uh, the biggest sensation on YouTube right now is an Indian Got rapper. Got the horses in the bag. Nope. That's a black guy doing country. That's hundred percent wearing a cowboy hat. Yeah, but the, it's an Indian rapper. He just broke all the records for YouTube views in a night. Yeah, it's an Indian rapper. I want someone to say to him, "Yo, yo, man, you can't rap. That's cultural appropriation." Right. Act like an Indian. Right. That's Because that's what you're saying. Cultural act like an Indian. Act like racist. what you are. Yeah, it's and racist. You can't say that to an Indian guy who raps or a Korean guy who raps. Yeah. Go, hey, man, that's not you. But that's why I don't subscribe to it. If you want to be a white guy with dreadlocks, do it. If you want to be a, a black guy that sings country music, do it. Because it's cultural celebration, man. We got to all love each other. And if we're going to coexist, then I want to wear I want to wear a, a Lil Wayne shirt. I want, you know, and I do, and I yeah. will, and I don't care. One of my favorite things ever, I got this. Uh, we should all do it. I got this Muslim, the Muslim one, one. it's like a shirt dress thing. Yeah. It's all white. Oh, I have one I got, of those. It's I got called Zanzibar. A, I always say it wrong. It's not a dashiki. What, what is dashiki. the, what, um, I wore one. in Muslim garb. I don't know if it's, mine was Muslim, but I was in Morocco. I was in, 
Zanzibar. And I told the guy, I go, I like what your outfit is. I want to wear one of those. Yeah, I bought and one. He, I have he, a photo he, of me and George Foreman wearing one next to each other. That George, Actually, George Foreman bought me mine. And, really? Yeah, and he's a black guy wearing a Muslim thing. He's a preacher, for, for God's sakes. And then I'm wearing one, and I'm from America. I'm from Seattle. That's, so we're both culturally appropriating, if, if we're being honest. Uh, being, but yeah. I just don't choose to recognize that as a real thing. I think well, it's then, stupid. Then, I mean, then we're going to really have to go through America and start telling... Japanese people, I'm so sorry. You have to dress like a geisha. Right, get those clothes. I mean, that, that's a, that's a stretch, obviously. Yeah. But like, but like, it, it can't just be like, like. Did you see that one girl who wore an? I think she wore an Asian dress to prom, and it looked beautiful. Yeah. She was like, oh, it's a gorgeous dress. I'm celebrating the culture. I'm. It's gorgeous fashion, and everyone's yeah. like, cultural appropriation. And that's so stupid. But I just like a, we kind of started with. I just ignore it all. I think it's nonsense. I, heard, I had. A, I, I had just. A, I want to live my life. I love all the people that I. I love all the people. Yeah. I love all the people in the world, and I just do what the hell I want. And someone just going crazy on Twitter. I just don't even look at that shit. There was. I had. I asked. Uh, there's a black chick at Cobb's Comedy Club. It's really fucking smart. She wrote a piece for the Huffington Post, and I said, I. I told her I was like, I really don't get cultural appropriation. Yeah. And she goes, All right, let me try to explain it to you. What pisses me off? I went, Okay. Okay, so I'm interested in that. She goes, when I see like, uh, say a Kim Kardashian or like, or like a white girl do her hair the way mine is, and okay. her hair was like kind of um, super curly, but like kind of like pulled out. Does that make sense? Like, mm -hmm. like not in dreadlocks, but pulled out. Yeah. And she goes, she goes for years, no one thought I had pretty hair. It was the white girls that had pretty hair. Okay. And so for now to see a white girl wear her hair like me. I'm like, nah, bitch. I've been wearing this hair my whole fucking life and no one celebrated it. Now you're going to take my look? That's cultural appropriation. I went, that makes, I can, I can understand that. At the same time, I, I, I I'm sensitive to that, but not offended. Like we were talking yeah, earlier. Yeah, because I'm not offended. Thing, you, if, if you're worried about your hair, that's some quite some privilege that you have, that you're worried about how strangers are doing their hair, your life must be fantastic that you have even a second to worry about strangers' hair. Beyonce wears long blonde hair, like wigs, and she looks beautiful. Yeah. It, like They don't say she's culturally appropriating. And if, if I want dreadlocks down on my toes, I should be able to do, it's me, it's mine. It's my body. I can do whatever the, that I want. I wonder, is tanning cultural appropriation? I'm sure there's some psychos on the internet who think it is. Is getting sun? I'm not going on the internet to find out. Not putting on sunscreen is cultural appropriation. Probably, it's it's so silly. <laughs> so that's it. why when you go down that rabbit hole, you're just like, what? Until are you we get sunburned. When you get sunburned, that's yep. even more cultural. Uh, the Irish get mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all just like, just you don't have to pay attention to it. I tweet every day, but I'm not looking at that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm on I'm on the internet, but whenever I see that stuff, someone goes. They want me to get mad that people are getting mad. I won't even get mad that people are oh getting mad. Oh, my God. Should tanning be considered? Uh, I was making a joke. Zeba Blay, uh, is she a, a light-skinned African-American woman? She is. Swedish company came under fire selling dark-colored tanner called Dark Chocolate after pictures posted a surgery that featured white models, the skin that appeared to mimic black skin. Okay. It's I, I've seen the pictures of the of the of the self tanning where they look like a black person. But by the way, well, what do you mean they look like a black? Like it's it's like, really dark. Yeah, it's not like it's not like getting some sun. Okay, it's like going. Oh yeah, my mom was a cheerleader. My dad played for the team. Like <laughs> <laughs> the uh, <laughs> it's I, I find I, you know 
I stay off. I, I really I don't, do none stay of it off bothers Twitter. Me. I love all those people. I love the person that's mad at those white chicks, and I love those white chicks for doing whatever the fuck Dude, they I want. Get, I, get turned, I, I get turned on by, like, those black chicks that write those articles that get, like, fucking... There's something about them that I find sexy. Here's actually a fun question. What does piss you off? What's something that makes you freaking fired up? Okay. Because you're successful. Yeah. You're rich. Everyone loves you. I've never heard anyone say anything bad about you. You're a fun guy to be around. Great dad. <laughs> which, by the way, we need to talk about that, too. Uh, this I've got quite the drinking reputation. I'm going to die soon. I'll be gone. Yeah. I'm, go I'm going to yeah. die soon. Yeah. I go harder than anybody. Ask Ari Shafir. I be trashed from noon to night, and I say what I want. I do what I want. I fuck a lot. Listen, here's the thing. I'll be dead soon. And everyone goes, you know, you should hang out with Bert. Yeah. I'm like Bert, the sweet married guy with the two oh, daughters. Dude. He he's you're you're the machine, right? Yeah. But are you still the machine? Oh dude, yeah. All right, let's dude, I, just, I wanna I, I drank, wanna celebrate. I this drank with until you. fucking one o'clock in the morning the other night, slept a couple hours, got on a bike, rode it seventy but that's the thing. miles. Does the machine ride a bike? Yeah, why not? Does the machine go from That's how Philly I get rid of to, a hangover? Oh my goodness. Dude, you're I, all fit now. I still I'm not fit at all. I still party pretty fucking hard, harder okay. than I should. Um, but what pisses you off? What pisses me off? What gets you going? People breaking rules. Oh, like social rules? Like just social rules, like, uh, like, um, like littering. Yeah, yeah. Really? Like littering. Like you and Brant are similar about this. I get stuff like that sends me through the roof. Like, what about someone getting the groceries? They put it in and then they leave the cart just in the lot. Oh yeah, they just leave it just in this parking space and they drive. <laughs> yeah. I'm a real stickler for lines. Like if I feel like you're disrespecting a line, like yeah. I get, I get, I get really worked up. <laughs> if if I see you breaking simple traffic rules, like if I see you cutting through a, a a a gas station so that you don't have to wait for the red light, I go, come on, man. Yeah, what are you? What doing? are we fucking animals? Come on, dude. Like this is apocalypse shit you're doing. Like, yeah. I get I get really bothered by rule breakers here's the real all pretty frivolous every comic gets pissed off by really frivolous things yeah I, and I the big stuff we ain't getting bothers I, like oh I, the big stuff like someone was talking about abortion i was like i don't give care less about any speak of that. up say what you want yeah, yeah sure <laughs> i respect your opinion i respect yours you want to fucking cut throws a gun the line to get an abortion that's when i get outraged <laughs> maybe it's because we're in airports so much dude it it like nobody respects a goddamn line at an airport. Oh. They all file in from the sides. You're like, we know what lines are. Jesus. Dude, go to Europe. The lines in Europe are fucking chaos. Oh yeah. Uh yeah, I'm but here's the here's the caveat to that is my wife will say that sometimes I don't believe rules apply to me. Why does she say that about you? Because I have acted in ways that make that would you would presume rules don't apply to me so like like, like a child but like yeah like so like if chris porter caught me doing this <laughs> so like i'm a stickler for lines i will tell you to the day i die i don't like rule breakers that cut lines right right however uh oh when i fly i fly first class and sometimes people when they go to board everyone just starts going like i hate it like they don't know it drives me crazy. and so i will very adamantly explain to people as i uh is this for first class are you for first class oh nice is this for first class um is this first class yet are they calling and then and i'll just walk in front of everybody you know why that triggers your wife why or makes her upset is because it seems like you're bragging about being first class nope. as opposed to just trying defending to, why i'm walking in right front of them. it's about the boundaries for you my wife lost her fucking mind at me in an airport <laughs> because 
uh, the uh, everyone was standing up where the bags, like the bags oh, were coming yeah. down, Scoop. and everyone's standing right up yeah. there. And I'm like, no, no, the rules are stand back. When, when your, your bag, bag comes down, then you go for Then you walk 100%. up. 100%. And so I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And I literally, my bag came down, and I fucking elbow checked a dude. I was like, excuse me. And I bumped into him. And then I grabbed my bag and I swung it into the other dude out next to yeah, me. As a le- like, this is why we don't stand. This is why you don't stand. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't see you there. Most airports even have a line. Next yeah. time you go somewhere, look, there's a line on the ground that shows you where to wait. Yeah. And they're just right up on the thing. Oh, and my wife was like, I'm embarrassed to be with you right now. And I was like, why? She was like, I was like, I'm teaching them the rules. And she's like, you're not teaching anyone anything. You're acting like a fucking asshole and you're drunk. She's like, if this was hockey, you're teaching them the rules. Dude, I got into a, I got into a verbal fight with a guy at American Airlines at baggage, at baggage claim where at, for the lost bags. What had happened was there is a, there is a, uh, a first class line and then a general line for lost bags, like a priority line and a general line, yeah. right? And so I recognize that. And the general line's forever, and no one's in the priority line. And so I recognize that. And I go over, and I, and I get in the priority line. And the lady takes that customer and then comes over to me. And the guy goes, whoa, 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 whoa. There's a fucking line. You're I like, said, it's priority. Yeah, and I said that. For you, there is. I don't have a line. Right. And he goes, you, you get at the end of the line. And I go, no, 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 no. See, you I bought a cheap more. ticket. Yeah. I paid more for a ticket. That's different. So when I pay more for a ticket, I get to not wait in line. And then the lady's like, sir, he's priority. And and the guy lost his mind. Well, that's and just I, a dummy who doesn't know how lines work again in a yeah. different way. And he was he shorter than me. And I bent line. over to talk to him. And I, I was almost I like my wife. My wife gets embarrassed about that shit because yeah. I go, you got to follow the rules. Like, that's why I'm so afraid about an apocalypse because I know I'm. You I'll know be, who hates lines? Who? Hot chicks. You ever been with a hot chick and you're going to like a club or something? They're like, ew, are we waiting in line? I was like, yeah. yeah. And she's like, I don't wait in lines. Everyone waits in lines. Yeah. And she's like, well, I just usually like know somebody. And then I go, right. I was like, yeah, that's called cutting. That's called cutting the yeah, line. I usually know somebody. Yeah. There was, I went to, I went to a club in, um, in Manchester after my show that I told all my fans to go to. Yeah. And there was a line and everyone's like, bro, just go to the front, go to the front, go to the front. And I, and I was like, and but they're all my fans in line because yeah. everyone inside is my fan and everyone in line is my fan. So they're like, go to the front, go to the front. So I go to the front and the guy up front goes, hey, there's no cutting lines. Get out of here. You're not getting in. I went, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I, I started to walk away and they're like, whoa, whoa hold on, hold on. And someone's like, he's the guy. The and he comedian. goes, no, 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 no. The guy goes, the only one that can cut the line is the comedian. And I go, actually, sir, I'm the comedian. And he goes, oh, you're the comedian? I go, yeah. And he goes, why didn't you tell me that? I go, I was going Everyone to, else was. I was, yeah, I was yeah. like, I was going to, and then you told me to leave, and I just would rather respect the rules. What and was leave. this for? A comedy club? No, this for this for uh, a, a club. You told him. I told everyone to, yeah, yeah, to go yeah. to a bar afterwards. The uh, the I, I definitely can I tell you what drives me nuts about hot chicks? Yeah, Stacy Dash. Do you know who she is? No. Do you ever see Clueless? No. She was a black chick in Clueless. Okay. Okay. She's now a fucking verified lunatic. Oh, yeah. Like she, oh, and I love her now. Yeah. She is a crazy person. Yeah, I love that. So I was I was going to spin, this was probably 17 years ago, I was going to spin class at Crunch. And 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 the thing about Crunch's bikes is like, I'd say 50% of them were fucking trashed. Okay. Like they were just broken and no one had kept them up. That's Crunch. And then, and then a solid, a solid uh, 50 
were like okay like people who knew how to who had tools would come in and tighten up stuff and i i learned how to do that after this but you bring tools to crunch dude at the time spin class was so fucking hot it's right when it started oh, okay. to pop and so i just was like i'm gonna bring a couple allen wrenches in and tighten up all the shits that's loose oh, that's nice and i was like and so i started doing that for every bike that i'd ride yeah. so i didn't have to worry about fighting for one of the good bikes we all knew the good bikes right bike 14 was fucking amazing yeah it was a great that spot such too a bike nut oh dude so we go no i'm not even a bike nut i just happen to go to a lot of spin classes so i, I go i go early and what I do, what I always did is I'd go early, 30 minutes early before spin class. Other class would have already let out. I'd put all my stuff on one bike. I'd go do abs. I'd do bench press. I'd do whatever. This is when I was really scared. It was like 186. Okay. I'd work out, <laughs> and then I'd roll into spin class, get on my bike, start spin class, right? Little workout before spin class, little workout after, sauna, perfect. So I get to spin. I do the workout. I get to spin class. I get to bike 14, and my shit's not on the bike. Stacy Dash, who I know is famous. I know who she is. Yeah. She's on the bike warming up. And I went, Excuse me, that's my bike. And she goes, No, this is my bike. And now my stuff's on the on the bike, two bikes over. And I go, No, no, I put my stuff there. And she goes, No, my stuff was here. And I went, No, no, no. Hold on one second. <laughs> my stuff. I go, I'm not crazy. My stuff was on this bike. I'm very particular. I know what bike I like. She goes, Why don't you just ride that bike? I go, Why don't you ride that bike? Why would you move my right. stuff? Why wouldn't you just take and Bob Harper? If it doesn't matter, then yeah. you take it. Bob Harper from Biggest Loser is the spin teacher. Nice. And he goes, Hey guys, let's not start start class this energy. And I just I lose it. I go, She's breaking the rules. And he was like, Hold on, calm down. I go, No. And Stacy Dash just starts crying. Just starts crying, going, I'm going to end this one. Oh, my. He's talking aggressive to me. I was like, you fucking cunt. You took my bike. Yeah. She took my fucking bike. By the way, I'm not even sure it was Stacy Dash. Does that count as gaslighting when you do a thing and then, then you uh, you say, hey, you've done a thing and that's wrong and then they make you in trouble for it? That's gaslighting, that's isn't ga it? That's ga yeah, it's gaslighting. Does it count as gaslighting? You, never my used wife that did word that to before. me this morning. My wife did that to me this yeah. morning. I said we were talking about my old assistant and why he quit, right? Yeah. Because I never really thought about why he quit. I just figured he got a better job. Right, or something happened. Something, and my wife's like, no, I don't think it was a better job. I think he just quit. So I think he was done working for you. And I was like, I was like, no. He's done working for me because he got a better job. <laughs> it wasn't a better job, though. It was, just, it was just a job. Like, it was just, it wasn't a better job, but it was a job more in the lane of what he was doing. Okay. And I said, I said a couple things. I said, number one, He's a grown man. He's like 30, 30 in his 30s. I, I wish I, right now, if he's listening to this, he's like, wow, Bert, you really didn't listen at all, did you? I'm 23. But like, I, he's, I think he's in his 30s. Yeah. He's a grown man. I said, I think sometimes grown men, I know I felt like this when I was working, uh, when I was working with other comics that were older than me and I was their guy. Grown men don't want to facilitate other grown men's dreams. Yeah, they want zero assistants want to be assistants for free. Or forever, I mean. Is what <laughs> free, yeah. Forever. And she goes, um, she goes, she goes, maybe it's the way you talk to him. And I went, excuse me? And by the way, I, 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 we had a fine relationship, but we didn't like, I didn't, I, we didn't talk much other than business. It's not right. like we were like, I was like, hey man, I didn't talk to you about my wife or anything. Yeah. She goes, no, it's just the way you are. Like, you're like, get me a Coke and get me a soda. Give me a double Tito's and soda. And I was like, I never did that to him. And she goes, uh, honey. And I went, hold on one second. And then I got upset and she goes, oh, wow. You're making a thing out of this. And I was like, yeah, you just upset me. Like I get to make a thing out of the thing. Right. What? Do you, I didn't like. 
I didn't just come out of nowhere. I wasn't laying in bed going, motherfucker. Right. I go, you brought this up. And you're telling me that the whole time I was like, get me a soda. I go, listen, if he was standing by the refrigerator and I was sitting down, I might go, hey, will you grab me a Diet Coke? Right. But I wasn't from my room like, Cobra, get me a soda. And she... And she was like, "Calm down. Yeah, you're really like you're get you're." And I go, "You're ga- you're gaslighting me. Absolutely, it is gaslighting. It's definite fucking gaslighting." <laughs> yeah, yeah. God, I wish you were in bed with us this morning. <laughs> that I, I wish I wish that there should be an app called Eavesdrop. Well, didn't Jerry Seinfeld had a show called? Uh, it was a, it wasn't successful, and I, I think it, it wasn't the Marriage Ref. The Marriage Ref. It's yeah. a great idea. I want because that to be an app, though. Nothing beats crying. <laughs> so, like, if you cry, then now you're like, gosh, I wasn't even wrong on this one, and she's crying. Here's the app. Now, I'm apologizing just because I don't want her to cry no more. Yeah. But also, like, my, I used to have to tell my ex-girlfriend that a lot. I, uh, a long time ago, like 10 years ago, that ex-girlfriend, she, I would have to say to her, hey, you know, I do get it. I do get to be mad sometimes. You know, like... Not every time I get mad do you get to cry and like like sometimes you're gonna be wrong and I get to get mad about it. Yeah, yeah, that's allowed that's in the, the relationship. That's the transition, dude. I was you get so to upset. get mad at me. And I was that's, so it's, upset it's with equal. this before I knew Bob was gay, and now I realize he was just like probably siding with her more than the fucking meathead. I don't like, know who Bob is. Bob Harbor from The Biggest Loser. Oh yeah, yeah. I found out he was gay at uh, Nordstrom's. Yeah, I saw him you know how many women up. are probably so sad that dude's gay. I was. He's a I was sad. Guy. I was like. I was like. Oh. Yeah. That guy like, must crush in the gay community. I was like, I thought you crushed pussy like a motherfucker. Oh, I mean, he's probably having, I mean, he must be like King Gay guy. He's such a good looking Dude, guy. He's the kind of guy, if you're gay, if Tim Dillon dated him, he'd you change his down. life. He changed you his life. You settle down yeah. with him if you. If oh, you settle Bob. down with Bob Harper yeah, in a fucking you propose, second. That's the key. And you'd start dressing like him and getting his tattoos. You'd, you'd just morph We'd work into out him. in the morning. Um, But yeah, Bob Get Harper kept t- going, hey, it's not worth it. Just take that bike. And I wanted to be like, half the bikes in here suck dick. She knows that. Yeah. She stole, by the way, I'm not even sure it's Stacy Dash, but she stole my bike. I'm pretty sure it's Stacy Dash. Oh. I, I, it's been a while and I just have associated Stacy Dash to this story. Um, but I remember being so fucking angry. It's like, it's always been my pro- my biggest problem with women ever is that they get to cry and get out of a fight. Oh my gosh. That, yeah. <laughs> I, I, and my, I my, wife's, my wife's yelled at me because I've made it such an issue. I've, I mean, I've said, I've said, I said to my daughter one time when we were, I was, she had gotten in trouble. She had done something wrong. And then she just started crying. I go, hold on. That's not, yeah. I go, you're not going to just cry to get out of this. And she's like, this is how, and my wife's like, hey, she's, this is how she's feeling. I go, I think I, I think I said something horrible about this is why Condoleezza Rice oh, is no. where she is. You made it political. She doesn't racial. cry. She's a, she's a fucking powerful woman. She's a powerful woman at nine eleven. You know what she did? She waited in the boardroom for everyone to get done crying. And my wife's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I was like, I don't know. Condoleezza Rice was, was a hero of I mine. I know what she was like when she was period. five. <laughs> no, I heard nine eleven happened. happen. Yeah. Everyone called their families. Everyone checked in. Everyone had their drama. Condi didn't do shit. Yeah. She walked into the boardroom Game and mode. waited game mode I guys like that. we got fucking work to do yeah that's who you want in your corner absolutely fucking that's a badass motherfucker right there she's the only person at uh what's the the masters what is that golf course augusta uh, augusta yeah she's the only member that is female and the only member that's black really yeah she's the only member oh. all the rest of them are just old white guys but you know they love her because she's a Republican and she worked with G-Dub. Yeah, they give her... They J-Dub, give, G-Dub. She gets the pass, man. They're like, she's awesome. <laughs> yeah, dude. I think I think Condi's sexy. 
I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Oh yeah, I mean, I just I like that. You like that? Yeah, like like a uh, like a very liberal. I, I love yeah. writer on a, one of these web. I don't things. know what it is. It's just like my wife's a bitch, and I think I like that in women. I got a friend like that. I don't want to say his name because then I'm calling every woman he's ever been with a bitch. But uh, he has the every girl he's every girl I've ever been with is like silly and and fun, and we laugh, and and you know every every girl he's ever been with is just like hated me. Uh, arguably hated him just stern just like a powerful woman my wife's getting bitchier <laughs> like i can see it just getting bitchier and you know what ch- changed it this is gonna sound really fucked up oh, I'm so this is gonna excited. sound really fucked up my wife um <laughs> she's getting this bitchier. is gonna sound really fucked up halston tell me if you've noticed this change my wife got he's like i'm not touching this this um Got this um, uh, laser laser genesis yeah thing. With laser treatment yeah and and it 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 genuinely has why well, I can notice a severe difference and she can notice a difference and she is smiling more and she's she looks beautiful right right I mean she always looked beautiful but yeah. you can see it really is like brought a spark back into her eyes I like that and she has become. Less bitchy. I think. I think my wife said something to me one time. I, I said this on the podcast the other day. So I'm not. I know I'm not. Uh, if you if you listen to the intros, then you'd heard me say this. But she got to a point where she was like, "I'm dumb." I did say this. Uh, that she was like, "I stopped looking in mirrors because I mm. just I didn't recognize that person. I didn't recognize the youthful me. Wow. I was seeing older me. And when and you think about that, it's like it's when I'm fat. I'm not. You think fat and jovial, but a lot of times you're like fat and fucking angry. And you're sure. like, ugh, I hate myself. Dude, go, get ready. Go out to dinner as a fat person. People don't that are skinny don't know this, but like when you're overweight and you're the fattest you've ever been, right? Yeah. Which I've been that a lot. Uh, and you go and you have like a wedding to go to or, or a, a dinner to go to yeah. or an event. And you go into your closet and you, and you can't find anything that fits. Yeah, it's frustrating. It's so disheart you get angry yeah. like you're trying on jeans going what the fuck man sure and and so i think that happens i, I touch th- fat people a lot what do you mean i'm always like very potty you know yeah i'm, I'm a very potty guy <laughs> but if you're like a heavy set guy or something yeah. i'm like i'll just i'll grab yeah. you a lot my buddy mitch burrow jc carias like those i see those guys my buddy tony I just i don't know something about being a fat guy just like i'm like hey what's I have up respect. buddy come here and like it's give weird. him a big hug my wife says i acknowledge him. fat men more than i do unattractive women like i'll acknowledge uh, she'll say that if i see a big guy maybe you're more empathetic to it or sympathetic yeah. i don't know the difference between those words but maybe you you know yeah yeah she says if i've never a, been an ugly woman uh, yeah if i see a big guy like in the mall or something or like a big guy i always go what's up buddy <laughs> like i just say hi to them it's a community yeah it's like a community of big guys my buddy I, uh, jc told me the other day that uh People call him big man all the time. They're just complete. Because we're talking about that guy that lost his shit at the bagel store. And he's like all little. And when they talk to him, he's like, he's like, I've had enough. People keep calling me little my whole life. Just people asking me my height, you know? Yeah. Oh, really? and, uh, and, uh, and then I was talking about that, how the funny that is. That people just like, he, complete strangers be like, how tall are you? You know, like yeah. a 7-Eleven guy doesn't even say good morning to him. and just goes, what is your height? Which I thought, I was listening to the story and it was making me laugh. That was so preposterous. So, but but the look says, on that guy's face in 7-Eleven uh, going like, Going like, I'm sorry, I don't know. 
Yeah. I don't. What if I said what country you're from? I know. I know. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He paid. I, man, it's my like first week here. It's been. I'm getting my ass handed to me. I've never seen someone this tiny. First thing I say is like, "Hey, how fucking small is this guy?" Right. <laughs> That's so funny. Dude, that is no. But here's the thing: is like, people. When you were at your heaviest, did it, people ever call you big guy or like big man? Oh. Hey, fat fuck. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, that's, but that's way a, worse. That's at the store. That's yeah. insane. Oh, yeah, dude. Because oh. when I get called big guy or big man. You're tall. I like it because they're referring to my height. So, of course, I like it. Yeah. But uh, I, I never but thought that that might hurt your height, feelings. Your height catches people off guard. Oh, yeah. Because you're, no one knows. you don't walk up big. Yeah. But when you say hi to someone, immediately everyone, especially like I'm I'm six six foot six one. Yeah. And I, when I when I see you, I always go, God damn it, I forgot you were fucking tall as shit. Well, I think on stage I look proportional or something because the people look at me all the time. And then when I stand right by them, they're like, oh, because like I'm not, it's not that I'm very tall. I just don't look very tall until you stand by me. That's yeah. what it is. Because 6'4 isn't like shack height where you're like, what is that? Yeah. But they just weren't expecting it. It catches them off guard. Do you know who's really, who really catches you off guard? He's so tall. Who? Vince Vaughn. Oh, yeah. He doesn't look that tall to me, but what? He's like 6'6 six, six or something? He's like 6'7, six, six, seven, seven. I think. Yeah, I think that's right. And you get up, you go you get up next to him, you're like, oh, fuck. I didn't yeah. realize this was going to be a thing. Gary Goldman's the same way. Oh, yeah. You know what's interesting is Conan O'Brien's 6'4, right? And we'll talk yeah. about how much of a giant he is. Yeah. But if he was in the NBA, he'd be the cute point guard. Like that's yeah. what that's what a point like Gary Payton is six foot four and everyone goes, eh, little guy. I love Gary Payton, little cute guy, stole the ball. He's not little. Yeah. He's six not at foot all. four. And then but if but if he was a talk show host, they'd be like, you know who's big? That that Gary Payton's huge. You know, if he was a talk show host. Yeah. But it's just whatever profession you choose. It's amazing. Fifteen tallest actors in Hollywood. Oh wow. Alexander Skarsgard. I don't know who that why why would they put him one? Oh, wait. Why would they that yeah, why, why wouldn't they number? rank it? Why wouldn't they just name it? Uh, yeah, because why would number one be six four, and then number Joel three McHale's is six not five? Six four. I think he is. Is he really? Yeah. Have Brad you had Garrett, him on it? Six eight. Joel McHale does a funny thing whenever I'm having. I have a podcast also, you know, and um, whenever I say, "Hey, can you uh, you want to be on my podcast?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, no problem." And then he'll reply on my DMs, like, like I'll say, like, "Hey, can you want to come do a podcast?" He says, "Sure, I'll bring food." He'll just always say yes, but never confirm or come on the thing. Really? It's hilarious to me. It's become like a gag almost. Yeah, I'll do it, but just no follow-up on anything. He uh, <laughs> he talked shit about me in front of a bunch of my friends. Oh, uh, no. Why? I don't know. Because I, I, he didn't know he didn't know who I was. He just sure. knew that he was, I guess, I, guess I'm, I'm, I don't know. I don't know much about him. What's interesting is that me and him worked together on this uh, beer commercial. I was I got a deal with Budweiser to do a series of beer commercials. It's like an overall deal that then turned into a sitcom. Yeah. And so like you what you do is you do the beer commercial. You do like five beer commercials and then those five beer commercials would parlay into a sitcom. Cool. And and it was up between me and Dane were the two people, but Dane didn't drink. Didn't know it was a beer commercial. Yeah, it's a beer commercial. Dane would be the worst for a beer commercial. <laughs> Told him, yeah, I don't drink. Yeah. And Dane didn't need it at the time. He was blowing up. Right. He was about to blow up. And so I got it. And so in order to help move along the project, we shot some uh, we shot some footage. And they said, hey, we're going to do this at this acting class. We've got, some, we've got two actors, three actors that are going to be, technically, we'd like them to be in your sitcom. But they'll probably be in the commercial. They're great commercial actors. And one of them is Joel McHale. I don't know who everyone else was. One of them is Joel McHale. And I was so shocked at how talented he was. Yeah, he's very like, talented. He's really guy. talented. And he was really like, 
he was really good at improving. And, and I got to be honest with you, the deal went away, and probably because I think they watched it and they're like, "Fuck this bird guy." We no, should get Joel. they didn't. They didn't I, I don't know why the deal did go away, but it wasn't for that. But but Joel was really good. Yeah, <clears throat> I I saw him in an audition one time. He didn't, he didn't. I don't think he remembered me. He's you know like did like a with his eyes, but I don't think he remembered me. And I remember going into the audition and saying to the lady, that guy is, I was right after him. I go, that guy that was just in, and she said, Joe McHale, and his headshot was right there. I go, that guy's a great fucking actor. She That's went, really? Nice. I said, yeah, we, we did a thing together for Budweiser, and he is, he literally, I mean, I didn't realize I was talking her You're out so, of yeah, yeah. I'm picking you. Yeah, but <laughs> I've uh, done that a bunch. He ended up getting the role, by the way. Yeah, that's great. And so he was up for uh, he was up for um, Loveline, <laughs> and um, and it was between him and like I want to say Kyle Cease, maybe like uh, and uh, and this guy Striker, a bunch of yeah. people were up for this to replace Adam Carolla, and he was on E at the time. He, I don't think he had Community, but he was on E, and. They had their all, all their auditions, and then the next Monday, I came in and just to do e do to do uh, Loveline because I wanted to do Loveline. Right, I just always wanted to do Loveline, and they had openings. They didn't have a co-host. They weren't auditioning. They didn't have anyone lined up. So like, yeah, come on on Monday. So first time I do Loveline, randomly, one of my class members calls in and says, "Hey, why don't you tell them about the story you time you robbed the robbed the Russian train?" I tell that for the very first time ever on Loveline that night to Doctor Drew. I have a really great appearance. I become close with Dr. Drew at that moment. He's like, come back tomorrow. So I go, okay. So I come back to host again tomorrow. And, and, uh, and Drew's like, tell the Russian mob story again. So I tell it again. Yeah. Right. And apparently the next day, Joel McHale, I won't rat out these friends, but is around these people and doesn't know their friends with me. And is like fucking trashing me. Oh, really? So who the fuck is this Burt Kreischer? This fucking guy's a nobody. He's a no name. He's not even talented. I listen to him. He's a fucking horrific fucking hack. Oh, my God. And then my friends called me immediately like, just so you give you a heads up. Oh, Joel McHale sucks. hates your guts. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> I feel like you guys would get along great, man. I feel like we would too, but. I can't imagine anyone I not feel liking like, you or him. But I mean, how many times have you done that in life? I don't think I won't hold it. I wouldn't hold it against him. But yeah. like, how many times have you done that where. I don't know. You, you get later caught up in the away, business, uh, yeah, and you and you talk shit about someone, not realizing they're they're friends with someone. And then I kind of did that today, almost for real. Oh, I might have, yeah. Who to who? He, uh, the head of Fox, Rob Wade. He asked <laughs> he asked me what happened at NBC, and then I started telling him a story, and uh, I forgot that I didn't remember till I got to my car that like he's really good pals with the head of NBC. Who, yeah, and I was just like, why did I do that? Oh, I've done I that. I should have just kept my mouth shut. I have done that. So so many Ugh. times where you're like, so tell us what tell us what the big problem with your last show is, and you start trashing. Oh it. yeah, I'm a dummy. I just should have just shut up. It was great. I love everyone over there. That's what I, I should have said. It was the best experience so of my life. Stupid. Oh. Uh, here's one though. Uh, you said the beer commercial reminded me of who you know, Phase on Love. Yeah, dude. You know what happened to the Casey Improv? No, but I I'm, I mean uh, I've heard so many Phase on. I can tell stories. you everything. So Phase on Love on if you go to his Instagram, he's talking about how racist the KC Improv is and saying all this like bad oh, stuff. KC about Improv, it. I know that Jeff. I know all Jeff of them. runs yeah. that one, right? Uh, uh, Jeff runs it, but Amanda is the manager yeah. also, and really great group. Staff's great. They've been the same staff forever. Kevin is uh, one of the managers. Yeah, I love the KC Improv. Great place. Not racist. Attached good. to the to the arcade. So yeah, 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 the barcade thing. So what happened is uh, he's doing his show. It's fine. It's packed. It's good. Uh, he, evidently, his manager didn't didn't 
tell him that he gave permission to the club to give away free tickets, uh, comps, you know? Yeah. Which would affect the bonus. So it looks packed to Faison. He thinks he sold the place out. And how many times have you been in one of those funny bone management offices or, or whatever club you want to insert there? And they say, uh, oh, you know, we were close to your bonus. And I was like, why don't you just make the bonuses a million dollars if you're never going to give it to me? You yeah. know, just, <laughs> and I'm, that's where I'm at in my career. They gave away, they had to give away a bunch of tickets to pack it out. They yeah. weren't sold tickets. It's on me. I should sell more tickets. So anyways, Faison goes in there. He's expecting like some big bonus or something for the sold out shows. And they, they say, no, no, this is your minimum. And that's what you get. Well, I think what a mature person would do or what a normal person would do is, uh, you know, they'd be upset, but then they just take it up with their management or the agency. And then, Figure it out. <laughs> Even if the check was for five dollars, you'd say, "Okay, well, this is clearly wrong. Let's get it fixed." Not. You I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you a short story just to put that in perspective. Okay. I one time did the Dayton, uh, Dayton Improv or Dayton Funny Bone. Yeah, I know the one. And uh, and was on a door deal, right? A percentage deal, uh, and there were to be no comps. And I remember acknowledging them saying over and over again. God, I can't believe how packed it is. Right. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm in my head, I was like, I'm blowing up. I'm blowing yeah. up. We get I go to get my check, and it is they had read the contract from the year before. Oh. Uh, and they had papered the room, entire room and they had just given me my guarantee. Yeah. And I Which is frustrating. Which is frustrating because I thought, I thought, and I looked at it and I said, hang on, I deserve some of that, those paid tickets. I didn't say that. I went, it's a simple mistake. I don't think you did it on purpose. Yeah. I agree. I understand what's going on. I said, don't worry. I'll give Stroop a call tomorrow. We'll try to figure something sure. out. And Stroop's the and, best. And, Stroop, and Stroop's like, listen, I'll tell you what we can do. Why don't we bonus you out the X amount of dollars? Just give me a heads up. And Stroop's honest. He's like, club's going to lose out. if they." And I go, I don't want the club to lose money right. on me. But it's just a little frustrating. He goes, I get it. But that's how you handle that's it. That's how you handle it. And you've got a great relationship with Stroop. Yeah. I have a great relationship with Stroop. All these club managers. Not shitting on Phase on Love. I don't no, even know the story. This. I'm just telling you that's how I handled it. Phase on Love loses his mind on the <laughs> manager, who's a woman. <laughs> yeah. He throws a glass table over her head against a wall, breaks two chairs, breaks a lamp, just starts breaking things. There, It's like panic in this green room. There's like his like security guard there that's a private security guard. He just kind of is like, I don't know, that's the guy I'm here to keep secure, and he's the one going crazy, so he doesn't do anything. Yeah. The manager, she cuts her leg. She has to go get stitches that night because the glass, the table's glass that cut her leg up, and then he goes, he goes bonkers, and they get him out of there. Then the next day on Instagram, he's like, oh, you know, hey, that club's racist, and uh, they were kicking audience members out and calling them the N-word, which the only audience member they kicked out that night was because he was trying to get at Faison Love on stage, and the club was doing their job, and Faison even wanted him out there because he's trying to fight him. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, how crazy is that? That is... But if you go to his Instagram, it looks like, man, I'm never playing that club. I remember watching the video and going, man, that's messed up on the KC Improv. And then you see the security tape of like what he did in that green room, and you're like, oh, no, no. Which, by the way, I think TMZ would be interested in seeing. Oh, uh, I guarantee. on has had some some severe hiccups. Oh, like, man. I think he's on the do not fly list. Is he? I think so. I've always been obsessed with him. I like him a lot. Faison? But I, but I also like the KC Improv. And, yeah, I love the KC Improv. And... Uh, and, uh, and Dude, I love Faison, and I like Faison, that. Faison's but man, a, you can't be spinning it like, oh, you know, I'm the victim. You're like, dude, you can't, you can't go there. You can't go there. The improv's racist. They're not racist. It's really unfair. It's a, it's really unfair. By the way, I'm a big fan of Faison Love. Is it wait? It, this is a different fa one. 
Oh, this is... F- oh, shit. Oh, I remember this. This was like on... Um, remember uh, E-Bomb's World? Did they bring remember. him a wheelchair? Is this, is this E-Bomb's World? Back in the day? Do you guys remember that? No, I do remember that, Anyways. yeah. But doesn't he fight someone? Oh, yeah, a girl? Is oh. that a girl? Is that a guy? He hits a woman? That has to be a guy. That has to be you a guy. You can't do that to a lady. Oh, now he's like, oh, you want some oh. too? Faison's a big boy, man. We God might have to edit it. this out. I don't want to get on that end of Faison. I don't want to get on. The, by the way, hey, can you go back to him beating this guy up? I want to see it. By the way, we're definitely getting. Don't show this on Instagram, okay? On the on the cut of this. Oh, don't show this. Bitches. Just show us watching it because we'll definitely get pulled. Because I, I thought know it was that. a girl. But look. Oh, he must have said something. He turned around wisecracked. Whoop. That, that, oh, that's that the hurts. move. That hurts. That's the move. You know what he should have done? strong as fuck. You know what Faison should have done right before that? What? You know what he should have done, man? <laughs> this is all, all the juggalos and juggalos. <laughs> this is for juggalos and, and juggalos. Fuck that shit. <laughs> whoop, whoop, and just drop this dude. By the way, how fitting that that guy came over with a wheelchair. Yeah, what could possibly be? Is this, an, is this a I mall, wonder what he said. It can't be an air. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and this is why, why I think he got on the do not fly list. That'll do it. Yeah. like I want to say this is in Columbus. It doesn't look like Columbus. That By the way, that's was... how much I've flown. This doesn't look like Columbus. <laughs> yeah, we know that every airport. But look, that guy knew that he was going to get jacked up. He brought him a wheelchair. He's like, oh, Faison's about to beat someone up. Let's get a wheelchair out for this dude. Wait, do they have the security footage from fucking KC up there KC online? Improv has it. Absolutely. Oh, for real? Hey, what, what are you looking at now? Um, but yeah. I think Faison's a great actor too. I like him, yeah. I'm not talking trash, but I just I just got back from KC and that's all they talked about all weekend. Oh, I bet. All the staff I got gossiping. punched in the face in KC by a girl. <laughs> what happened? Dude. <laughs> a joke? John Glenn, that's that's uh that's Columbus, I think. I thought that was Texas. No. John Glenn International Airport? I don't know. Well, I don't know. Where find where's John Glenn International Airport? Ooh, ticket counts. Um Columbus. Look at you. Yeah, I fly a lot. I like that. The, uh, uh, what was I just about to say? I uh, don't Right know. now, anyone listening to the podcast goes, you were about to say, you were just about to say. Oh, they're all freaking you're out. You were just about to say, come on, Bert. Come on, you were just about to say. Oh, I got punched in the face by a oh, girl yeah, in KC. yeah, yeah, however <laughs> that happened. I don't know how I could forget that. Oh, you guys thought I was going to forget. Um, <laughs> so I, I, have a, I have a size eight head. Okay, that's a big dome. It's a big head. So a lot of times what I do is if I, I wouldn't fly to a, a city with a hat, but if I was in a city and I wanted a hat, I'd grab a hat because you could find that, whatever city you're it's in, you, available. Could, you could find their hat because they all had all sizes. Yeah. You couldn't just go and get your team's hat, but you right. could find any hat in any city you're in. But you then, and then it worked out fine. You'd be in your city, you'd be wearing their hat, Cincinnati hat. They like that. Yeah, a lot of times the teams would bring me hats, like sure. the minor league teams or the teams would bring me hats. One of my favorite things. I have a great guy, by the way, in San Francisco. I I, I, I wanted to say the name of his company's Hat Club, but like yeah. I'll, I'll tell you. Wait, the name how of a lady his, punch you in the face? I'll t- I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. This guy's got a really cool. Hey, will you will you look on my Instagram for a thing about hats in San Francisco? This guy's got a really cool website where he makes his own hats yeah. and he sends you new hat every month Sounds and he cool. makes and they're all fitted. So um, cool. it's a really great idea. So I'm wearing a Kansas City hat, right? I do a meet and greet. Every show, I do a meet and greet, and then I hang out at the bar and drink. Especially when I was doing clubs, I'd always hang out at the club and drink. And so I get done my meet and greet, 
I come over to the bar. We're all hanging out Sunday night or Saturday late show. And this girl is fucking wasted. Yeah. And she goes, are you, are, are you a fan of the Royals? And I was like, no, I'm not. She goes, no, why are you wearing the hat? And I said, I have a big head. She goes, no, but you're, are you a fan though? And I was like, no, I'm, I'm not. By the way, there's a lot of people around me. Yeah. And, and we're all about to get a drink. She's like, just fucking drink, motherfucker. If you're not a fan, the fuck are you wearing a hat for? And I was like, because I have a very big head. So a lot of times, I tell her what yeah, the he I just, told you. A lot of times when I go into the city, I'll pick up a hat and it's a cool hat. Yeah. I have blue eyes. I'm trying to get out of it. Yeah, I have blue eyes. Wiggle out. Compliments my eyes. She goes, yeah. no, but where, why are you wearing? If you're not a fan, take the fucking hat off. And I was like, I'm, I was not going to take the hat off. I'm wearing all night and I'm, right. I've had head. And she goes, no, motherfucker, take the fucking hat off. And she hits me in the jaw. And I go, what the fuck? I literally, and by the way, there's it's nothing but fans there. There's yeah. a lot of them. And I go, are you fucking serious? Yeah. I go, you know what? Fuck this. I'm done. Yeah. Everyone have a great night. She I hope you enjoyed the show. Yeah, exactly. I walk out and they're like, Bird, Bird, don't be a baby, Bird. And I'm like, Well, she punched I go, me in the face. Fuck you. Assault. She just punched me in the fucking face. <laughs> I got smacked by a girl in fifth grade on a basketball court named Sarah McCarran, and I still haven't forgotten about it. I For real? can't yes. If something happens when you get hit or smacked, it just triggers you. Halston, go to my followers. Go to my followers. Rattles you. Uh I'm, I don't know how long I'm following, who I'm following. I don't know if I would look for something hat. Grippy, SF Grippy, a.k.a. Hunky Steak. This guy's got a really cool hat club. Uh, I collect fitted hats and post everything. Fitted Friday. Co-founder of, the, follow, check out the website. So he sends you a hat? Yeah, it's really cool. It's at Thrillist SF. Check out at Thrillist SF. But he may, I think he makes these hats. Or he collects them from minor league teams. Yeah, it must be that. Don't go to his YouTube page. It must page. be collects from uh, teams because those are all real baseball teams. Yeah, so go and then he gets them for you and sends them to you. But I, I have all the hats I would want. Like, how, it's not random. Oh, no, 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 it? no. Here's what I like. I like minor league team hats because you can wear them on TV and <coughs> and and no one, like, and no everyone's, it's, you're not like going like, you're not wearing a Yankees hat. Right. You just wear like a hat and everyone's like, like this hat. He sent me this hat. Yeah, I was going to say that's definitely a minor league team. This hat is like a, a cool hat. Team. It's a minor league team. Yeah. And it's just a cool fucking hat. Actually, like, go to my Instagram. I'm, wear, I'm wearing a um, a minor league called the Quad City River Bandits. How about that for a team? Quad City River Bandits? And their right? hat looks like an ultimate warrior. Uh, their <laughs> Let me hat, see it. Let me see it. Their hat looks like an ultimate. Scroll down a little bit. You won't even have to scroll that far. Right on that video. That's nope. That one. Oh, is, let me uh, see it. Let me see it. It looks like an ultimate warrior. See that hat? Oh, that's a see, dude. Those are there's not Raccoon enough of that eyes. shit out. Looks everyone, cool. everyone throws on. Here's what drives me crazy. Okay, and by the way, I'm so, I'm such a hypocrite. What? I am because what I'm about to say, I do all the fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> I started noticing like, started noticing like, comics were always wearing the hat of the. To town they grew up in. I do that all the time. Okay. Adam uh, Ray does it. Chris Porter Nick, does it. Chris Porter, Adam Ray, Nick, Nick Thune, Thune, Chad Zuma. All Seattle Every, guys. Everyone, everyone's Except wearing... Porter was KC. Yeah, everyone's wearing their hats. And I and I started going like... You see the same hat on them all the time. Yeah. And I'd be like, guys, change up your hat game. That night I said that, I was wearing a Tampa Bay hat. And oh, I went, amazing. holy fucking shit. Oh my God. And then I realized I, I always... When they go, what hat are you looking for? I always go to Tampa Bay. Right. I always go to Tampa but Bay. But it's the best hat. Yeah, it's my favorite. It represents my, you. Yeah. yeah. It represents me. I wear a lot of buck shit. Right. I lot I wear Ram stuff. I wear like oh, and okay. then I started going like, hold on. How like I I I was like, I'm being 
hypocritical because i do that right and then i was like i was like shit well what, what can i do and then uh people started sending me these minor league teams hats and i was like oh you know what? you know what i was like i was like i'm gonna get a bunch of minor league teams for like all my friends or hat guys like uh, foods that way yeah. i do and start and like dishing out minor league hats to I like, have a bunch of minor league hats, but it's because I throw out the first pitches at all these games. I have like six. I think I, I saw you throw it out. Kansas City Royals just, yeah. the, just the other day. Was that? Did you put that on, on Instagram? Yeah, but I, I've thrown out six major league first pitches in for like big <laughs> league teams, and I'm doing my seventh in Milwaukee next week, but I'm trying to get all 30 teams because last year I went to every major league baseball park in one year, really? and so I needed a new list. My new list is throwing a first pitch at every park, but what I do with that hat, they give me a hat, they give you a jersey, yeah. so I wear it. And not the minor league cats I didn't do this for. But what I do is I find someone who likes that team. I wore it for the pitch and the picture and that day. But then when I leave, I go, this guy's a Royals fan. I'll give it to so-and-so. I don't ever. I would never wear that Royals hat if I was like bogging around Los Angeles. So I'm going to wear a Mariners hat when you see Jeff die. But if I'm there for the first pitch, you wear it. You're a guest to the <laughs> so team. And I'm, I give it to someone who likes the team. Because I have a big head, I wear... I have so many different teams' hats. Yeah. And I always get in conversations with people going like, oh, uh, Red Sox, what was the score of the game last night? And yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I, I, that drives me crazy. That's one of my pet peeves when I meet a guy. I'm like, oh, you're a Reds fan? Are you from Cincinnati? And he's like, no, I just like Red. And I was like, yeah, what? Like, no, I'm a crip. You're yeah, like, yeah, like, what are you okay. talking about? And that's what I think. It's like, people come up to this and say, are you from Seattle? I say, yeah, man, big Mariners fan. Like, oh, nice. My grandma lives in Queen Anne. You know, we start having these great yeah. dialogues because I'm representing a thing. I have, I wear. Like, what if uh, I said, what team's on your head? I actually don't know. Yeah. It's I don't a cute know if it's a real crocodile team. or it's something. It's the frogs, the river frogs. So I think it's a frog. Oh, that's a frog? That guy, the, that guy, I think it's that guy tail. sent me the hat. That's a crocodile. I think it's or a an frog. alligator. Hey, will you guys put this in the comment, sent, comment yeah, section? Yeah, that's definitely an alligator or a croc. Um, I like this hat Maybe a lot. Maybe a dinosaur. It looks but I cool. like this hat because because it's different. You know, it's not like it's not like the... No one knows what it is, yeah. yeah and people go, hey, what team is that? And then I get to go, I don't know. <laughs> well, they yeah, they like they work hard on their symbols, I feel like, the minor league teams. They like do. in Iowa, I was playing this comic club called Penguins, and I threw out a first pitch for um, the Colonels. And they're... They're just a big thing of corn with a face on it. But the symbol is pretty cool. It's yeah. Like, a, like it's like very stickery like that. It looks like a good tattoo. It's a, that's a, I hope this guy, I hope that I've promoted the right website. I hope I promoted the right guy. Yeah. I think that's who it is. How many hat clubs could you follow? You no, had but, to but that's a cool, well, that's a cool fucking they look good. company. Hatclub.com. You just give them your size yeah. and they send you a new minor league team every month. Yeah, that's uh There's like there's a there's the, we have this company uh Vincero yeah. that we work with. Uh right now would be a great time to do a a read for Vincero. Um we did this Vincero and it's it's watch inexpensive watches but well made. Yeah. And it's like I, I forget that it's like it's cool to jazz up your outfit. Yeah. To like go like I'm gonna throw on a different watch today. Yeah. And I'm not the kind of guy I don't I don't not that I don't have enough money, but I don't have enough money to to be like throwing around and buying like a bunch of really expensive watches. Sure. But I same with shoes. I'm I have not, one good one. Yeah. And then I have probably 30 uh, for different outfits I'm wearing or like yeah. chrome or gold. Or it's cool to match your watch blue. to your shoes yeah, every now nice. and then. Or Unless I'm going to a, like a country club or a red carpet or I know that I have like whatever, I wear this watch. because it's What's the, that watch? It, it's a Panerai. It's a Luminor Panerai. Yeah. Very valuable watch. And anyone that likes watches knows this watch. They go, that's a nice watch. I have a really great. Get, I would never spend six to $8,000 on a watch. But Terry Bradshaw would, and he bought it for me because actually that's a funny story. I we went out to dinner, 
He always takes a big these big dinners. He buys all this Dom Perrier. I bet Perrier. he's so much fun to be he's with. He's the most generous human I've ever known. I love him to death. But we go to this dinner, and I'm waiting for a dinner I can buy. And I'm waiting for it. Like, I'm not going to say, let me get this one to a $10,000 dinner. But yeah. one time we go to lunch at, his, at this place he loves in Beverly Hills. And it's just me, his agent, his wife, uh, and him. And nobody drank because we've got to go over and do like the masked singer, you know? So he's trying not to be like snockered up for that. And, and nobody's drinking because he's not drinking and we're trying to whatever. And it's lunch and it's a Sunday. So literally when the bill comes, they hand it to Tammy. Tammy puts, that's Terry's wife, puts the card in. She hands it to me. I swap out her card with mine and I give it to the server and I just pretend like nothing happened. When the server comes back, I open up the check presenter and I start to fill out the information. It's very expensive dinner, but still the cheapest thing I've ever seen him spend money on. And Tammy's like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, no, no, this is your card. I ran it on mine. The way they looked at me, they were flabbergasted because they look at me like I'm a 10-year-old boy. Like I'm like their kid, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like, they couldn't believe that I would be willing to pay for dinner. These are people who have loaned me large sums of money. We've been all over the world. They've flown yeah. me. The only time I've ever flown private is with Terry and Tammy. <clears throat> but the fact that I would buy them dinner, Terry's like, nobody buy. Everyone just assumes Ter TB's got it. He's like, Everybody oh, assumes TB's got oh, it. Oh, Ira don't even buy me dinner. You know, he's just like, yeah. and like kind of like lecturing the table and being like, I'm so shocked that you would pay for dinner and like he was like really touched yeah. sweetest thing and i was like well i'm happy to i just was waiting for a dinner that like i could do this for <laughs> so then like um few weeks later he's like hey bub i need to see you i got you a gift and i was like i, I didn't want a gift for buying you a dinner like that was i was doing a nice thing yeah. to return just maybe a little glimpse of how many things you've given me he buys me a watch that i've seen listed for anywhere between six to eight thousand dollars because i paid for probably a $400 lunch. I fucking love Terry. What Price, a sweetheart. Though. You can't even do a good thing. He'll he'll double up. Like he, he's just the nicest, most perfect human. That's great. Yeah. So it's definitely my nicest watch. So when I'm out with rich guys, last night I had dinner at Soho House with uh, Neil Strauss. You know him? Uh, I know the name. He, he made the know? game. He wrote the book, The Game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then yeah, he also yeah. has a podcast called To Live and Die in LA or To Live and Die in Hollywood, I think. No phenomenal but really? anyways so i had dinner so I was, and i was like oh if i'm gonna go meet neil strauss for the first time i want to wear my big boy watch you know? i've got an exp i've got an expensive watch i've got a couple expensive watches and then i have two of these but it's it's i i oh and then i have and i take that back i also have uh a workout watch like a oh, garmin nice. phoenix 5x that i like I have I can't um, work out with a watch but I mean you're on bikes so it's different no I have to have a watch to work out or it's like for it's fun for me to track working out uh -huh. um and then I have I have an Apple watch I hate the fucking Apple watch I don't like the Apple watch but I hate it, it. it dies in 24 hours that's what I don't like about it is like I'm on my phone too much I don't need to be on that and then also like I'm looking for less things to charge you know, at this age, like I'm charging yeah. too much stuff already. I don't need to charge. That's my what's watch. good about a fucking regular watch yeah. is you never, never in the watch game where they were like, "Hey, you got to charge your fucking yeah, watch." It's the worst. Yeah, I, and so I'm, I'm kind of cool with that. Like, I like, I like the, um, I like, the, I, I'm not a big, I'm not a huge shoe guy. Oh yeah. But I started buying some shoes. That's fun. Mix it was, that up. It was fun. It was like, and it's cool to like go to a meeting and go, "What am I? What shoes am I to wear? Yeah. With, with what watch?" And then. I'll, maybe I'll throw in a minor league team hat and and like I, I don't I don't have like outfits but like that's fun I yeah. like your shoes thank you the uh, yeah well I also think the watch game is kind of like um it's kind of like a comedian thing too I feel like you know we're supposed to be responsible for our time and like the, I don't know there was something like when I first started comedy I was like oh comics always have a watch dude I saw I saw one comic yell at Steve Byrne. <laughs> 
backstage because he didn't have a watch on. Oh, yeah. Steve went it's long. It's like an old-timey thing. Yeah, he's yeah. like, how do you not have a fucking watch? Right. Steve's like, I don't know. And the guy's like, be a fucking grown man and go buy yourself a watch. <laughs> I do think it's, I don't think, I think a lot of comedians might listen to this and go, watches aren't a comedy thing, but I think it's an old-timey comic thing. Because oh, before also, smartphones and stuff, like you had to be responsible <laughs> with your time and and nobody's going to babysit. You had to know your do you time. Know, I just record all my sets on my phone and yeah. I look and I check Running to clock. see. I would check to see if it's an hour. What, one of the most stressful things in the world is when they have a timer on the front oh, yeah. of the stage and you're like, and you, and you, uh, you get, you're like, I'm Ticking only down. 10 minutes in. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. oh, I feel the opposite. I'll look down and I'm like, crap, I've been taking too long and I'm supposed to be off stage. You know what I'm saying? Oh, There's I'm a the late exact- show and I'm not even getting my best workout. I'm not, <laughs> I haven't even done my favorite bit yet and I'm supposed to be off stage. Oh, the, the uh, yeah, I'm, I have, I have, yeah. Uh, what fucking I have to Mike's, pee so bad but well let's wrap this up what time is it alright we've done uh, we've done uh, uh, two and a half hours yeah 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 that's perfect that's perfect my wife's got a podcast tonight too we'll let this room cool down what's her Dude, podcast uh, she's called Wife of the Party I love she that she has uh, her friends on she has she's had Joey Diaz's wife on Segura's wife on um, she'll have comics wives on but mostly it's like her and her friends and they do like a book club they read Miss Pat's book Oh, I love um, that. They she'll have Miss Pat, Miss Pat's coming on. That's pretty cool. But yeah, it's, you know what? It's it, I said this to Natasha Legero last night. Um, but I said, you know, my after we redid our house, my wife was like, I feel like I don't have a purpose in my life, and that's really sad. And I said, well, just start a podcast, like as a lark, just do it. Yeah. And she was like, I like because oh. I haven't looked at my phone for two and a half hours, and yeah. it's it's nice, dude. I. Can, I'm telling you when I say this, anytime you want to do the podcast, please just hit me up. Oh. I can really talk to you so easily. Thanks, man. Like, I, like no, no, nothing planned. I might be the only comic that's wanted to open up for you just so we can drink. Had Dude, nothing to do with comedy. Had on, nothing to do with anything. Why don't you come hop on the road with us this fall? Uh, let me tell you something. It, uh, my tour is right up your fucking alley. See, that's... Because it is, uh, I think, mostly 3,000 seaters right now. You ever had Moonshine? Want to do oh, a come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll go toe to toe. Like, 3,000 seaters, and then we invite everyone to a bar afterwards. I love it. It's the fucking best. We just did the Met, and they, they made a beer garden outside. Right. Met seats 3,200. They, they seat, had a beer garden outside. I told everyone, go outside. I'll be out there in, in 30 minutes. Love it. Everyone's out there. Fucking chaos. It's fun. It's Dude, friendship. It's all. It's let's all, do it. Let's do it one week this year. Trust me. Well, you bring in these girls who don't hang out. Who? Well, like a Taylor and a Kelsey Cook and them, they don't, they don't go drink. They don't, they don't party with me. Well, they don't, I know that's what no, I'm they saying. Don't, they don't. They don't. You're bringing openers. No, oh, they don't tour with no, you. No, they don't tour with me. Oh, I thought they toured with you. No, I don't. I don't. I would never have a woman open for. No. <laughs> <laughs> Joking, everybody. Thanks, Rosebud Baker, for coming to Philly, bro. Anything to promote? Uh, I have a, a podcast on all things comedy called yep. Jeff Dies Friendship Podcast, and I have a new uh, my third album coming out with 800 Pound Gorilla, and the title is called uh, Dumb Is Gooder, and uh, <laughs> I, that'll be out pretty soon. I'm not sure when, but uh, we just filmed at Comedy Works in Denver downtown, which was amazing. And uh, what else? What else? What else? Yeah, I'm on the Tonight Show all the time. Comes, you know, I don't know if people watch TV still, but uh, dude, you're the best. I love you so much, and dude. I'm I'm, t- I'm going to take you up on open for you just to drink, just to. Have fun. We'll have a fucking blast. I would love that, dude. Tour bus life, dog. Yes, I'm so <laughs> happy. Oh, awesome. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.